I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 277, I think. Uh, And we're coming to the end of the infamous backlog from hell as it's one of our final stupid sexy sponsored episodes where a listener of the show said hey tubs quit dragging your feet and play this game and the game in question this time around is star wars shadows of the empire for the nintendo 64 we've done a couple star wars episodes this year we did uh jedi academy a few months ago and then i think back in the spring we did star wars episode one racer other than those i've played kotor and then i've played the the modern ones the Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm working on Jedi Survivor right now. I'm still a noob to Star Wars as a whole, but I have yet to have a bad experience with a Star Wars video game. I'm I'm blown away at how good these games are, quite frankly. And, uh, well, I would say, I, yeah, I'd say that this is probably my least favorite Star Wars that I've played at this point. It's not bad. Not by any stretch. It's uh, It's definitely an early Nintendo 64 game, and it has aged like an early Nintendo 64 game, but uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, if you've never played it, it takes place around the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi era, and you play as uh, Dash Rendar, Render, Rendar, a knockoff Han Solo, um, but it features like a reasonably interesting story. The level variety is pretty cool. There's like space combat levels. There's some third-person shooter levels. There's one horrible racing road rash fucking level i don't know we'll we'll get into it on the show i promise um i think if i had been a star wars fan back in 96 when this game came out i would have played the fuck out of this and uh, i probably would have been able to beat it 
back then because I sure as fuck can't now. The muscle memory for the Nintendo 64 controller, it it fades, my friends. Like I I I enjoy playing games on my Nintendo 64. It's very nostalgic, but fuck me. Trying to use that controller in 2023 is just uh, anyways, we have two guests this week. We have longtime hot dog PBR Jax, who was the sponsor of this episode. So he's going to swing by and explain why he decided that Star Wars Shadows of the Empire would be his game of choice here on RTG. And then the Chewy to my Han Solo, my buddy Tyler, gave me a shout as well. And uh, all three of us agree. We all hate the speed, pod, bike, whatever the fuck it is level. All three of us fought the game or thought the game was tough as fuck. And uh, all three of us liked it. So there you go. I hope you like it too. And we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of stuff that I hope you'll like, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long. I, I, they're a little, they're a little beefy. But listen, they're fun. We talk video games and stuff. It's not like I just sit here and just breathe into the mic. I could do that if you guys just. I could do that. I know some of you listening to the show to, to help you sleep. Maybe that would help you sleep. But no, uh, seriously, they're fun. We talk video games and stuff. They're good times. And uh, it is exponentially easier to get past our infamous intro than it is to get past the the boss at the end of level nine of Star Wars Shadows of the Empire that I cannot fucking beat. Uh, just skip ahead about 30 minutes and you'll be into Star Wars talk. But I recommend hanging around. Have some fun with us. I do have to get my plugs out of the way. Indulge me, please. Let me keep the bills on. Uh, we have merchandise, all kinds of stuff, hoodies, shirts, coffee mugs, posters. It's all available at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It was all designed by my man Joe from 4545 Creative, that talented motherfucker. So you can check that out. And, of course, if you don't like clothes, the easiest, best, most affordable, and, frankly, sexiest way to support us is on Ye old Patreon box. You get uh, four additional podcasts, every, up to four. I should say that. $3 a month. You get two additional shows every week. At $5 a month, you get four additional shows every week. It's fucking pretty well the best deal in the history of the universe. Every Monday, Mark McHugh and I do Purple Monkey Dishwasher, where we talk about an episode of The Simpsons, have some laughs. It's a pretty fun show. Every Tuesday, I drop The Rambling Idiot, where I just talk about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, whatever the fuck I feel like rambling about. Every Friday, I do Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show where I talk about the biggest stories in games, give you some sales picks, etc. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday. I think it's the crown jewel of the Patreon crown. It, it's basically a different gaming show each week. We do rankings, we look back at characters and consoles, there's modern game reviews, there's a ton of comedy episodes in there. Uh, this past week, it was Expansion Pass 189, and on the heels of the Games That Changed Gaming episode of the show we did a couple weeks ago, I decided to dedicate a podcast to a console that changed gaming, and for my money, probably the most important console this side of the NES, and that is the original Sony PlayStation. We talked our favorite games, our memories, the impact it had on the industry, its villain origin story, all that good jazz. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the PlayStation. Uh, Sony even went, I, I didn't even know this till I was getting ready for this episode. Sony went as far as to like come out on stage at like a, a, like a electronics showcase or whatever the fuck and be like, we're working with Nintendo. We're developing this thing for Nintendo. And then Nintendo came out the next day and was like, nah, we're going with Phillips. So it's a pretty big fuck you. They just, they turned Sony over and just 
well, had their way with them. It was pretty vicious. So Sony said, fuck this then. The PlayStation is already so far along. Let's just develop our own console. Apparently, they talked to Sega for a little while about working with them and then decided, like, fuck it. We'll just do this ourselves. We don't need any of them. Hence, the PlayStation was born. I always use the analogy. It's like Spider-Man creating Venom. Nintendo created their own biggest competitor by accident by turning them down. And uh, it's just such a interesting footnote. It's the Montreal screw job of video games for you wrestling fans. It's wild. So that's now available in our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 190. 190 of these. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I've been playing through the new Super Mario RPG remake over on Twitch over the past few weeks. I played through the entire game on stream. The original Mario RPG is one of my favorite games of all time. I was super stoked for this remake. And this week, I'm going to let you know what I thought of the changes they made, whether I think it's worth your money. It's going to be my Super Mario RPG remake review. So that'll be available tomorrow. For all of our patrons. Again, subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get new shows every week. Instant access to literally hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts. You can have them right there on your Spotify or wherever the fuck you listen. Also, you get access to the Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month. You can write into the show and maybe I'll read your comments. You can DM with me and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons. Jacob Tannis, Gene Dean, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce this one. I'm Rummy, Rumai, Rumai. I'm sorry. I, I fucking ruined that one. I'm sure of it. Uh, Fieldy Snuts. That's perverse. Ricky Brokaw, Brokaw, Jesse G, George Gaten, Gaetan. Joe, I'm really bad at these shots. <laughs> Fuck, I suck at this. Joe, Jack, Hampton, Bleebtree, 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 Bleebtree. Sock Puppet, and Tyler Kerr. I might have gotten two of those right. Fuck me. Anyways, uh, thank you all so much for the support, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity, and you can sign up for an annual sub, and it'll save you your 12th month's fees. And finally, you can find me over on Twitch. I'm trying to get more active over there, so hit me with a follow. I try to get on three or four days a week. Twitch.tv slash game, and you can find me at cameo.com slash Blank. I think my messages are like 15 bucks if you just want me to say happy birthday, Merry Christmas, make fun of someone. Fantasy football playoffs are here. You want me to mock someone that didn't make the playoffs? I would love to do that. Hit me up, cameo.com slash Blank. That's all the plugs. It's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always, and we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Lauren Guy. Gee? I've known people with the last name like that that's pronounced Gee and Guy, so I'm going to go Gee in uh, Out of Love to the Mighty Ducks. Lauren Gee said, hey Adam, my girlfriend doesn't want to blow the cartridge, although I explained to her numerous times it's the only way to load and be ready to play. What can I do? Lauren, if your girlfriend doesn't want to blow in the cartridge to be able to play the game, then your cartridge is probably filthy and disgusting and not worthy being blown in, and you should clean it. Clean your cartridge first. Disgusting. Shadows, <laughs> Shadow Heart Simp 82 
said, Blank Man, hope you're doing well. I am doing well. I know you dabble in RPGs. Sometime later on down the road, you should really consider picking up Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not the biggest open-world RPG guy, but I can't recommend this game enough. The story and the characters are amazing. I've never played an RPG like it. Cheers. I almost didn't read this comment, Shadow Hearts Imp 82, because I don't want to open the floodgates, and I, I want I want to... I cannot, cannot overemphasize this enough that I don't, I'm not committing to this, okay? But I can't help myself. I'm, I, I'll be honest. My curiosity is peaked with the whole, it's winning every game of the year award on the market and everything like that. I have downloaded the demo off of the PlayStation Network. I am going to give it a try over the holidays when I get a chance. I got a couple of games I need to finish for the podcast. And then I'm going to give it a chance. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons at all. I'm a little bit in over my head. I've been watching some videos about it, trying to learn how the game works. I'm intrigued. I'm, I like tactical games. I'm intrigued. I'm a little bit intimidated, but I'm going to give it a chance. And I'll, I'll follow up with you in a few weeks and let you know how the demo went and if I decided it was too complicated for me or not. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I am going to try. Baldur's Gate 3. I've been hearing for, for six months, whatever the fuck amount it's been out, how good this game is. I think it looks quite spectacular. I'm just worried that it's smarter than I am. But that's not saying much. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to try it. I am going to try it. Uh, it's that nerd James said, Hello there. Have you ever thought about doing a March Madness style tournament with certain game genre or console specific games for an expansion pass or even a regular RTG with 64 games and a moderator announcing the games and yourself and a guest battling it out? I haven't thought about doing that, although that's an interesting idea. Um, I did actually consider doing like a mass... Truth be told, if I'm going to be honest with everybody, both when we hit 128 episodes and when we hit 256 episodes, I had considered doing massive brackets and just doing like a bracket pool where people could make their picks and then the last game winning uh, standing wins and then maybe do a giveaway to whoever had the best bracket. Um, it's more of just a time sink than anything. I will say over in the Discord that I plugged earlier, uh, good day. I don't know if anyone else is involved, so I apologize. But one of our longest serving members, that, that feels like it. One of our longest community members serving, you're not really serving here. Anyways, uh, someone in our community by the name of Good A has run a couple of video game tournaments now. And they've been a lot of fun to watch and, and uh, kind of partake in from the sidelines. So it is something that I have considered doing. It is something I'm thinking about. I've never thought about doing an episode about it, but that does sound like a fun idea. It's a good job. It's that nerd, James. It's very nerdy, very nerdy suggestion. Your name checks out. Uh, impressive Beans. Said, hey, Adam, I never got my grubby paws on Skyward Sword HD until last week, and man, was it worth the Switch voucher. While the controls are most obviously not as clean as modern Zelda games, it made sense after a while, and it worked quite well. Have you played this one, and what's your thoughts? If not, or if no, is there a game you've played recently you can't believe you didn't pick up sooner? Cheers. Uh, so to answer your first question first, as would make sense, I have not played the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, or either the original or the HD one. The original, because as I've said many times, the Wii, I, nah, I love Nintendo, but I fucking hate the Wii. So I never did play it, the original. Um, I have considered picking up the, the HD version at some point to give it a chance. It's just pretty far, it's buried pretty far down the, uh, down the old backlog. As far as games, you said, is there a game you've played recently you can't believe you didn't pick up sooner? Um... The last one that comes to mind for me with that is actually Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order. I slept on that one for quite a long time, and then I played it earlier this year when it was on Game Pass. I downloaded it and played it, and I was like, this is fucking incredible. And then I waited on Survivor as well, and I'm playing it right now, and I'm like, this is probably better than Fallen Order. So to keep in tune with the whole Star Wars theme, I would say those. Or uh, I'm currently playing, uh, it's for the last episode of the year, 
too. And I never played those games until I played the first Portal last year. And I thought that game was legitimately one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. I'm playing Portal 2 right now. And yeah, I waited way too long to play these. If you have not played them, for the love of fuck, turn off this show, quit your job, go play Portal. Because those games are sick. I can't wait to review that one. Uh, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle said, Mr. Blank, as far as I care to research, you are by far the best, most successful comedian to emerge from North America in the modern era. Guilty as charged. As such, your opinions in all things humor carry far more weight than anyone else. Knowing that, I come to you with this question. Have pranks for views, clickbait videos, supplanted puns as the lowest form of humor? Not trying to influence your thoughts, but the answer is a strong yes. It is definitively yes. I was ranting about this on the Rambling Idiot a couple weeks ago. I, I Listen, I may not love puns, but at least there's a little bit of ingenuity and some cleverness with puns. You stupid dipshits with your stupid prank for vid views videos are just the worst. I hate all of you, and I hope all your pranks backfire and all of the victims of your pranks punch you in the teeth. And I rarely wish physical harm on people, but I hate you. I fucking hate you. I have nothing else to add. I fucking hate... Oh, fuck me. I hate them. Kyle Paul said, Good day, Mr. Blank. I've been debating for a while now if I should get rid of some old 64 games in my system, as well as a PS1, PS2, and GameCube games. I don't play them. I store them in totes. I'm just curious about your thoughts. People ask me this sometimes. Should I sell my old collection? I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, I sold my collection years ago. I didn't need the money. They were just kind of taking up space, and I was like, I'm going to sell these. And I regret it, uh, quite frankly. So if you need the money, sell it. If you're, you know, if, if you want to like, you know, hey, I want to surprise the family with a trip to Disneyland or something and selling that box copy of Earthbound will get us there, fucking A, do it. But if you're just selling it because you're like, eh, I'm sick of having them downstairs in totes, I recommend not not doing it. If, if, if you don't have plans for that money, just keep them because you might, you're not going to be able to get them back for whatever you sell them for. Most likely not. So I would, that goes to all of you listening to this. If you've got a retro game collection and you're thinking about selling it, unless you need the money or have plans for the money. Don't. Again, if, if you, listen, if you've got no food in the fridge, fucking sell that copy of Earthbound. You want to take the family on a trip? I, I did sell some of my games so that Shay and I could go to uh, Vegas the first time we went to Vegas, and that was worth it. But when I sold the rest, I just sold them because they were sitting here, and I was like, I could spend that money. I don't remember what I bought with it. I think I bought a new computer, like a new laptop, and I, I regret it. I could have just saved up the money for that, and now... Like, I sold my childhood copy of Earthbound, and it was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. So don't, I don't know why I keep saying Earthbound, but whatever the fuck. Earthbound's awesome. Don't, don't sell your, don't sell your collection, unless, unless you've got a good plan with it. That's all. Uh, Maya Buttreeks said, Adam, occasionally my wife and 11-year-old daughter play Mario Party. She says I should let our daughter win every time. I do, every time. There's the voice crack. I do start her out with three stars, but I usually come out the victor. My wife says I'm too competitive with it and I should go easy on her. I think she says that so she can win. I say it's a good way to learn that life isn't fair, isn't always fair, or turn out the way you want. And if she wants to win, she can, as the kids say nowadays, get good. I mean, we could play Mario Kart and then I could show them what having mercy really, what no mercy. Fuck, I suck at my job. We could play Mario Kart, and then I could show them what having no mercy really looks like. Signed, possibly, but not likely, overly competitive dad. No. I say, you said your daughter's 11? Fuck that. If your kid's under, like, three, four, sure. You want to take a dive, put them over? I can live with that. But once they're, like, yeah, 11? Fucking rights. You, no. I don't even be starting with three stars. I would go right for that jugular. Right for that jugular. And I can't think of a better game to teach you about how fucky the world is than Mario Party. There is no better game to teach you just how horribly the world is going to treat you than Mario Party. Maybe Mario Kart. So no. 
That goes to all of you with kids from a non-parent. Don't let your kids win. Teach them. Teach them now. Fucking teach. Go for the jugular. Fucking hurt them. Make them rage quit. That's how it's done. Mike Green says, hey, Adam, since you're talking Star Wars, you've mentioned you're newer to the world. Were you into any other nerdy franchises? Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Harry Potter, Matrix, etc. Love the podcast. You've made me a lifer. Ah, oh, thank you, Mike Green. Uh, truth be told, I don't know anything of Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, or Harry Potter. And I just watched the first Matrix earlier this year. So I would say no. I, I My other like nerdy things other than video games have always been like wrestling and uh, I, really the only movie franchises I've been that passionate about are Ghostbusters, Rocky, and Ninja Turtles. But no, uh, honestly, none of them. None of them. Although I will I will say that my one of my goals for 2024 is to read the Harry Potter books because I want to finally find out what all the hype is about that kid. But no, as of now, none. I'm just Star Wars and now and I'm an MCU guy. So there you go. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Ninja Kick the Damn Rabbit said, Hey, Adam. That's a great name. Hey, Adam, just curious if you're excited about the Fallout show coming on Amazon. Me, personally, I'm cautiously excited. Video game adaptions to other media don't have a great track record. What is your top five best and worst video game movie or show adaptions? So I really tried to answer this, Ninja Kick, and then I realized I barely have five of each. I So uh, to, to answer your first question, I am also cautiously optimistic about Fallout. I... There's potential for that to be great. I'm, I'll be lying if I said I'm not going to watch it. I am going to watch it, and I'm just hoping that they stick it. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be good. As far as the best, I'll, uh, in order, uh, for my money, the best video game adaption is The Last of Us on HBO. Then I'll go with Super Mario Brothers, the modern one. Uh, then I'll go with the Sonic movies. Then I'll go with the first, the first Resident Evil movie is a good movie. Fuck you. I know a lot of Resident Evil sucks, but that first movie was a good movie. And then this is how few of these I've seen. My number five best is the original Mortal Kombat, which I loved. I watched it earlier this year, and it was so bad. It was awesome. So that's my five best. And then I only have four worsts because I think I've only seen four other ones. Uh, the worst I've seen so far is the Resident Evil Netflix series. I couldn't even finish it. That fucking sucked. Second worst is the original Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. Actually, no. Doom. Doom is worse than Mario Brothers. And then, uh, yeah, so... Put Doom in second. And then actually also the 1990 Mortal Kombat movie. It made both my best and worst list because it sucks, but I love it. But I think that's all the ones I've seen. I haven't seen a lot. I have to watch some more. That's all I can think of, though. But I am excited for Fallout. Anyway, that's it, everybody. Thank you for all the submissions. We got to keep this ball rolling. So let's switch things up and get to our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. You know it, I know it. It's Play One, Remake One, Erase One, baby. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for not only providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our Patreons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get to that in just a second. This week we're talking Star Wars, so I went with three more. We have Star Wars Jedi Outcast, which is Jedi Knight 2. Fuck, those names are weird. We have Star Wars Battlefront 2, and we have KOTOR 2. And 43% said play Battlefront 2, remake KOTOR 2, and erase Jedi Outcast. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Archangel Otaku said play Battlefront 2 because no reason needed. It's a perfectly fun time. Remake Outcast because I have fond memories of it with my siblings, having fun with the cheat codes and laughing hysterically at 50 Luke Skywalkers fighting the final boss. I didn't know that was a thing. And then delete KOTOR because I have no attachment to it at all. That's... 
for the love of fuck, Ark. I mean, listen, I know it's KOTOR 2, and I haven't played KOTOR 2 yet. But, if, but all of you listening to this, I'm assuming if you listen to this, at least two-thirds of you have a passing interest in Star Wars. If you've never played KOTOR, it's a little archaic by today's standards, but play KOTOR. Fuck, it's, it's still my favorite. It's my favorite Star Wars game, and it's probably on my top five or ten favorite uh, RPGs, too. KOTOR is so good. HK47 alone makes KOTOR worth playing. And if you don't know who that is, play it. You'll find out. Uh, Ar- Arcadiology Podcast. I like that name. So I'd play Jedi Outcast. Never heard of this one. And I quickly watched about 30 seconds of gameplay on YouTube. It looks good enough to give it a chance. KOTOR absolutely needs to be remade. This is a game I've been wanting to play for a long time, but I never got around to. So I'd appreciate a remake. Wasn't Battlefront 2 already remade? Or maybe they just got rebooted the series. Or maybe they just rebooted the series like the Call of Duty games did. Either way, it's going to have to go in favor of giving these other games a second chance. That's sound logic. And for the record, the unofficial official rule on games that have already been remade is if you decide to remake them, you can do whatever you want. You can stick with the remake that exists or you can make it your own way for the record and this hypothetical means nothing game rules are the foundations of society and we need to stick with them uh ched hartha said play battlefront 2 because it's the only one that i haven't now the hard part even though kotor 2 is unfinished and objectively needs a remake i'm hesitant to alter what is truly a fantastic game that said if it sucks i guess i can always go back and play the old version so yeah i I will remake kotor 2 and then erase jedi outcast because it's a good game but not great. Man, I really hope that the rumors of the KOTOR 1 remake being canceled aren't true, because I want that remake about as bad as any remake since Final Fantasy 7. Uh, fuck, I hope they do that. Dollars to Donuts said, play Jedi Outcast. I've played it before, and I actually like it better than Jedi Academy. Remake Battlefront 2. It's my favorite Star Wars game ever. Keep everything the same. Just update the graphics and the little things like aiming down sights, and it's perfect. Erase KOTOR 2. I tried the first one, but I just couldn't get into it. As a huge Star Wars fan, it almost breaks my heart that I don't enjoy these games because the people that like them seem to really love them. I get that. I almost quit. If I wasn't playing it for the podcast, I would have quit the first KOTOR in my first five hours because it is slow to start, and I found the system very complicated but once the ball got rolling it was fucking a buddy it, oh my god i love that game and tim vitulo <clears throat> excuse me tim vitulo said tough one play kotor 2 jedi outcast needs a remake more than this remake jedi outcast the controls pacing and lighting and visuals could use an overhaul there's a great game in here that just needs some polish and then erase battlefront 2 i played this game constantly as a kid it's really fun in single and multiplayer the different class types make for a ton of replayability it hurts to delete it but i've played it so many times already and i would rather spend more time with the other two i get that tim that's why i usually erase super mario world when it's in these it's my favorite game of all time i adore that game but i could play that game with my eyes closed so I, I delete other ones because I'm like, I want to experience more things. Good for you. You seem like the type to go to a restaurant and order something you've never had before. I like the cut of your jib, Tim. Uh, I'm actually going with 9% of you. I've not played any of these games, so I had some tough decisions to make. I'm going with 9% of you this week, as did Brandon, who said, play KOTOR 2 because I never did and I want to. Remake Battlefront 2 because it's badass and I'd love to see an actual modern version of it instead of the bullshit we got recently that was bullshit. I like that you dropped two bullshits in there. And then Erase Outcast because honestly, I don't know anything about it and I wouldn't have missed it if it was gone. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to play KOTOR 2 because like I said, the first is probably still my favorite Star Wars game. I don't know a lot about the other two games. I played Jedi Academy and liked it, so Outcast intrigues me. But a lot of you seem to love Battlefront 2, so the remake one was hard for me. I'm going to... I'm going to remake Battlefront 2 because if I remake Outcast, it might ruin what I liked about Academy. And I still have Academy. So I'm going to remake Battlefront 2 and I'm going to erase Outcast because 
I could play Academy, and it's because it's the only game left. That one was tough. I had a hard time with that one, too. Thank you, everybody, that wrote in to play along, as always. Uh, here's what's going to happen. We're going to pause here. We'll get a quick word in from a sponsor so I can keep the bills on, and then I'll tell you what I've been playing over the last week, and we'll talk some Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. We'll be right back. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do, and you lose your work, a backup is waiting for you. And it's not a backup from yesterday, it's a backup from the last 15 minutes. Come on now, that's... It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. All right, what have I been playing over the last week? I've been playing Psychonauts on my original Xbox. Well, I've been playing it on my Series X from the original Xbox uh, to get ready for probably next week's episode of the show. That won our Patreon poll back in October. And, uh, or no, was it October or November? No. No, it was October. Yeah, it was October. So I'm playing through that one right now. So that's probably going to be next week's episode. I'm also playing Portal 2 because I promised everybody that I would play it before the end of the year and review it. Mark and I, our plan, Mark McHugh is going to be my guest, and our hope is to drop that as the final episode of 2023. Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's very good. I've been playing Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. I'm going to tell you what I think of it. I've been playing Super Mario RPG Remake. I've been playing a lot of video games over the last couple of I, I've Basically, when I'm not out doing comedy or sleeping, I'm uh, I'm playing video games right now. So lots lots going on, and I'm enjoying all of them. There's not a bad game in the rotation right now, which is nice. Let's talk Shadows of the Empire. That's why you're here. As always, I like to let you nerds sound off on the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the microphone. So let's get through a few comments. Chris Cantrell said this game had a top-tier first level, and it all went downhill from there. This is a game that I played as a kid and finally went back and played a couple years ago. That train level still infuriates me. That's a hot take. I agree with you that the top, the first level is top tier i think it's this and sonic adventure 2 have maybe the two greatest first levels in the history of video games i don't know if i'd say it totally went downhill but the first level is the peak that said uh, i disagree with you on the train i love that train level that train level actually is my favorite after the first one i love that train level it's interesting different strokes fascinating hmm yes t-dog says, I have nothing but great memories of this game from my childhood. Me and my buddies were going for a 100% completion, but alas, I tried playing it again a few years ago, and my god, it's practically unplayable now. It controls like a turd, and the graphics just don't hold up. I, 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 I don't know if I'd say it's unplayable, but I do agree that 
it does control kind of like a turd and the graphics are a little rough. I, I can I can agree with those. PBQ said a staple of my childhood sleepovers. The Hoth level blew our minds that this is what our video games of our cherished movies could be in the new 3D gaming future. I'm sure it's aged so bad that picking it back up again would make me question if I had good taste as a child. Maybe you have to play it with Cheeto puffballs for it to be good. Man, I haven't had puffballs in a long time. Those things, like, ugh. I can just, like, you start biting into those things, and then they just turn into, like, paste on your tongue. It's fucking gross. No, it's it, it hasn't aged well. I would say if you if you played this one growing up, I would I would leave it. I would leave it in your memories. It's fine there. I don't know if I'd go back to it. Smith said, I got this one for Christmas, and I played it all day. As a kid, getting to play the iconic invasion of Hoth from Empire Strikes Back and tripping up those AT-AT walkers, just like in the movie, was pure joy. For the record, we get into this on the show. I don't know if it's pronounced at-at or AT-AT, so I'm going AT-AT because at-at sounds stupid. But I don't know if that's what it is. But I agree, that first level's sick. And Levinar3319 said, this was my very first video game. I remember when I was young, I was stuck on the first level, fighting the AT-ATs for month, months. Excuse me. When I eventually killed one of those mechanical monstrosities, I dropped my controller and ran to tell my dad, who was renovating our house at the time. Me, being a little kid, didn't look where I was going, and I stepped on a, uh, stepped on a nail puncturing my foot. <laughs> Fiddle-dee-dee. Anyone that gets that reference, shout out. It hurt a lot. After I was done bleeding and crying, I went back to the game to find I didn't pause and I had to restart the ATAT battle for the beginning. I was devastated, but I persevered, eventually beating the game a couple years later. I cherished this game because it nurtured my love for Star Wars at a young age and inspired many of my interests for years to come. Great story, challenging levels, and good memories. That's a great story, minus the nail in the foot. I've never stepped on a nail. Seems like... Uh I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna leave that one off my bucket list. It seems unpleasant. Anyways, let's talk Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. That's why you're here. I am gonna cue up some music. And when it stops, PBR Jax, Tyler, and I are talking Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo 64 back on December 3rd, 1996. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Right. So as I'm sure I'll have mentioned during the infamous intro, this is uh, one of the last stupid, sexy sponsored episodes in the backlog. I'm almost through the lineup and joining me this week is said stupid, sexy sponsor. And that is PBR Jack. So first of all, buddy, before we do anything, let me just apologize and say thank you for your patience, because I think you sponsored this episode about a year ago. And we're finally I said I'd get it in in 2023 and we snuck it in with days to spare. So thank I you for your patience, like, man. You good, man. It. uh you know, I mean, I kind of, when we got to talking about it, you warned me like, hey, this might be a little while. And I was like, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm thinking like summertime. I'm like, yeah, no, it's no big deal. <laughs> Summer rolls around. I get a message from you. I'm being like, hey, man, you know, some things caught up. I was like, nah, bro, it's good. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, I, at the end of yeah. the day, I'm just happy to be here, honestly. I, I was intending for summer and then just... I suck at my job, but we got there. We fucking snuck it in, and and you were torn. And I won't say what the other game was because I don't want people being like, "Oh, you should have taken the other game." But you were torn between two games, and then you finally decided to you you decided to go with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Now I played it on the sixty four. I believe there's a PC release as well. So I want to yes. know where did you play it, and why did you decide to go with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire? So growing up. Um... The N64 was my first ever console, and we got this and um, 
Star Wars Rogue Squadron as like my first two Star Wars games. And at this okay. time, I fucking love Star Wars. Loved it. Um, loved everything to do with it. Was just obsessed with the original movies. Um, so being able to like go around and basically live my childhood fantasy of basically being Han Solo, you know, blasting stormtroopers and everything, flying around on a jetpack was just to to young me uh, just a dream come true. Yeah, dude, I guess it's funny because like I, as y'all know, I'm I'm a new I'm a Star Wars new. I just got into the last like three years, and I'm a fan. I can't believe I sat on these movies for so long because now that I've watched mm-hmm. them, I'm like, holy fuck! I get I get like people. This Star Wars thing might make it. Like this might be a thing because this is this is pretty dope. And I felt that way playing this game. I was I I'm like I'm and I'm a 40 year old man, and I was like, because you are like, let's be honest, like Dash. I think is it Dash? Like he, I yes. frankly think he's kind of a lame character, but he is like Wish.com Han Solo. Like he yeah, is like I a mean, like a weak Han Solo. Barn bin, yeah, basically Han Solo. Yeah, and it and it is and it is fun to like walk around and just you're like I'm flying ships, I'm shooting fucking stormtroopers i it does you do feel like like han and and uh and i and i got it and i and i'll tell you buddy like i like y'all y'all know i'm a big ninja turtles fan if they had released like a a a turtles game that basically took place between turtles one and turtles two i'd be like what this is fucking insane Mm -hmm. i get why so because i'll be honest and i want to know what you think i'm like i i I think the game is like is good not great but the concept of the game is spectacular yeah because like this took place in between episode two and three and yes. like, or five and six, as I should say, before yeah. we get yelled at. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, so we like, will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just love that concept of like, this is, it's based on a, like a book series, um, a novel series. And it is, I, I don't know if it's canon now or not. I don't know with, with star Wars lore anymore, man. Yeah. Um, but like back in the day it was part of like the actual canon story and it was just cool to see a timeline between the movies that i never got to see like as a kid i never read the novel so being able to like play through these levels and be like holy shit i'm trying to to rescue han solo from bubba fett i'm trying to trying to you know they introduce some new characters prince zai Four? I don't yeah, I, I know, don't know how to say it either. Name, <laughs> like, they, they introduce him. He's a big player, apparently trying to overthrow the Emperor. And it's like all this all these like new things that are just introduced in a N64 game just yeah. blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, and I being and able I thought... to like Oh, go ahead. No, no, by all means, go ahead. Um, yeah, like just being able to, you know, grab a jetpack and facing off against Bubba Fett in an arena and then being like, man, that was a hell of a fight. Oh, gosh. Yeah, great fight, though. And then all of a sudden, Eve pops up in his Slave 1 ship, and you're like, oh, shit, I gotta, I gotta fight him in his ship, too? Just flying around, you know, shooting missiles at each other. Just, it was basically every backyard, you know, playground fantasy come to life when it comes to, to Star Wars. Just yes. being able to do all those things and relieve, and relive these moments and and just basically have this fantasy come to life just blew my mind as a kid. 100%. And that was what I thought was so cool about it was just like, like let's let's put our cards on the table. They could have just pooped out some shitty game and 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 put Star Wars on the label and profit. 
Like that's all yeah. they had. To, like if you grew up in the NES era, I guarantee you played at least one shitty game based on a movie or a TV show because that's all they did back then. And I mean, they still had shitty N64 games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it was very easy to just be like, "Oh, this is a popular kids franchise. We'll just you know slap a half-assed game on it, poop yep. it out, and you know make some money off of it." No question. And and I that I think that was my number one takeaway from this game was like I didn't think it was perfect. But I thought it was very ambitious, and I thought that like it it felt like it felt like the developers cared about Star Wars. Like it didn't feel mm. like they just tried for a cheap cash in. They were like, "We're gonna try to make a good game." And I think the one of the things that I was blown away by was the level variety. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you the not always the, good, but yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you start off with the Battle of Hoth, and it feels oh. like you're playing a Rogue Squadron level. Yeah, like that that comes that that basically felt like it was popped out of Rogue Squadron the game. Yeah. Like just being able to you know to kind of be like, oh shit, we're we're in the Battle of Hoth. Oh, this is cool. And then you go from that to inside the the generator, which is something that like you didn't really get to. See. You saw it in the movie, but you really it wasn't really fully fleshed out. And just being able to kind of go through that, and the next thing you know, the end boss is a is an ATST, and you're like, shit, I gotta take this thing down on foot by myself. Yeah. And you know, now a lot of the boss fights where you just basically hugging the boss's ass as you shoot a <laughs> laser up it. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it was just again cool to just kind of walk in and see that and just experience that as a kid. Just totally. like you said, they could have just shit out some terrible licensed game, but they tried to make you at least feel like you were knockoff brand Han Solo. You were actually yeah. like in this part trying to, you know, go through these mazes, go through these levels and, you know, experience the Star Wars universe before, you know, before like Kodor came out. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was really, inver- like really immersive. And again, like I said, just as a kid, it, it blew my fucking mind, man. Yeah, dude, that dude, that first level. So I, I, my buddy Tyler is is gonna be on shortly to talk about this game as well. But I had so many people be like, dude, that first level might be the best first level in gaming history. And I'm like, uh, well, we'll okay, come on, like let's see here. And then because I and then I fired it up, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know, because I fucking hate like space shooter like i don't like star fox very much like, i hate those types of games but then i started playing it and i was like okay actually this is this is fucking sick and when you get to use the uh like the the ropes like the toe lines to like wrap it's around okay, the legs yeah. I, I was like okay well all right you got my attention that was fucking sick and then and i will say that like i i i personally my my favorite levels in the game for the most part were actually the the like third person shooter levels mm. but uh I don't know, not to dunk on the rest of the game, I don't know if they ever fully recapture how spectacular that first level is. Like, I don't know if it ever quite hits that peak again, you know? I will say the final level kind of gets there, but it's not what the first... I mean, it very obviously it blows its load on the first level. Like, that first level level is phenomenal. Just, you know, you've got the Battle of Hoth music going in the background. And that's what I loved about this game is, like, it's just the music. It's it's the John audio. Williams. Sounds, yeah. 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 And, like, you'll and especially be Especially for a 64 game. Yeah. Like, like, you'll be, like, really you'll be creeping around and, you know, all of a sudden you'll hear the, the do, do, do. 
do 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 and it's just like man did they really capture the feel of like a like a a movie video game before like that was something that was seriously attempted yeah 100 percent. yeah i i was i was i was very pleasantly surprised by the uh by the audio and for again because the 64 let's 64 was not known for its spectacular music i mean there's some great games with music you know ocarina of tim and stuff like that but but it was it was really good um and then yeah i beat that first level and then i get to start doing some shooter levels and i was like oh i get it i get it this is cool the the, one of the things that kind of threw me off was the controls and i don't (laughs) i genuinely and i and i and i want to know what you think because you played this back in the day like listen it doesn't matter what game it is. Trying to use that 64 controller in 2023 is a, is a, it's a bit of a mind fuck is when we it's were in pain. practice in the late nineties and we were all in shape with the 64 controller. Goldeneye was, was heaven in 1999 mm-hmm. trying to play it today with that thing. It's like, what the fuck is this? So I'm not going to shit on the controls, but I'm just curious. Did, 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 were the, did you find the controls to be an issue at all back in the 64's prime? Cause Absolutely. I did now. Yeah, it always, especially like coming from GoldenEye or something where like there is a Z axis having it's it's just such a clusterfuck to have to like because the aiming is just it's all targeted because there's no technically like Z axis for the aiming. So you have to kind of just keep smashing the shoot button until your laser finally decides to point up to the guy that's on uh, the, you know, the yes. top, you know, the top room. And it's Fuck. like, he's already got three shots on me and I'm trying to dis- desperately kill him. And I'm just yeah. waiting for that laser to pop up. Just yes. that the camera, I would say having as much as I loved that jetpack, having to maneuver said jet, especially in the sewer level was just, oh, pain. that's that sewer level was motherfuck like it was and like and and again maybe it's just because i'm playing a 64 through a converter on a because i played it on an actual nintendo 64 i didn't emulate it i i bought the cartridge and i and i played it on a on a you know a modern screen and like i could barely see what the fuck i was doing in that sewer half the time yeah, that, and i don't know that if that's from level, that or dude, not. It's, no it's i remember like before i went back and played this i replayed it i uh just like even as a kid i remember that level scaring the shit out of me because a that final boss is i i ain't gonna you know i don't know i don't care how old you are that final boss when you finally go into the water for the first time and see like all of it you that's a that's a little bit of a oh shit that's a uh, that that's a little that's a bit of a you know ugly bastard there yeah <laughs> like, fuck me man, that boss fight yeah. made me crazy it scared the shit out of me and um, you know just replaying it now for the the podcast like is that level that and the the prince level the the palace level are just dark man yeah it's very there's dark a, there's a couple where you're just kind of like it's like going into like a room you don't know and just feeling your way out like i'm just walking mm-hmm. around either mashing shoot or mashing right trigger and hoping that something activates because i can't see so exactly. I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't just me. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, then let's let's get into the levels a little bit. I want to know favorite and least favorite levels. Okay. So favorite level definitely as as much as it frustrating it can be sometimes, I love the junkyard level. Just okay. that whole concept of the moving platforms, the whole level is just so cool to me. 
just yeah. having to to hop on the different train tracks over and over again because you you know if you stay on one for too long either it's going to get blown up or it goes into the the quicksand so having to just do that on your way to to go you know beat the shit out of IG88 while you know the the music is just racing you know it's pound, your your heart's pounding it just that that level was just it got me hyped up for that IG88 fight more than anything yeah. And yeah. I just, again, love the concept of jumping from platform to platform. Now, yeah. I mean, the first level is obvious, the best, my favorite. But, you know, I can't, it's not fair to the rest of the game if I just choose the first level. I've, so I've, I was going to say that, yeah. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to toss that one out and just be like, outside of the first level, the, uh, the junkyard level. Far yeah. and away. That, that level is sick. I agree. That level is fucking sick. Um, I'm assuming we're probably going to be on the same page for least favorite, but I want to know what was your least favorite level in the game? Look, man, if anybody likes this level, I, I need to like pick their brain and, and just understand why. But that swoop bike race and Moss Eisley is just, oh. Oh. I, I, I told you, you know, when you were like, yeah, this game's cool. I really enjoy it. I'm like, bro, have you gotten to the uh, the, the swoop race one yet? No, nah, not yet. Well, just, just wait. <laughs> Fuck me. That fucking level, man. I And I again, I should make this abundantly clear. I played this on easy because I'm not very good. I On normal, I couldn't get past like the second level. So I was like, and I bet you I could go back now that I'm a little bit more in shape with that controller and try again. But I, I did my run on easy. And that, that fucking level, buddy, it, it's just they, they go so fast and they control mm-hmm. so poorly. And it was just, uh, it's a great concept. I love the idea of that level that you're like it trying is. to beat these guys to get to Luke. And I, I get that, but fuck me. That level made me insane. I almost quit. I almost I mean, rage quit the game at that level. If like you either get the option, they, sh- they should have made the option of either you kill them all in the game, you know, the level ends or you beat them in a yes. race. It shouldn't yes. be both and then you have to finish i can't tell you how many times i'd kill them all and then i would you know fuck up one of the jumps that's you know that that ring that you have to jump through at the end of each little ring yes like i can't tell you how many times i messed that one up and i died and it's just like Uh, oh now i have to restart the level i have to kill all those guys again i have to restart the level like this sucks and you just there's no health like you don't know what could kill you how fast will kill you there's no like indicator of anything blowing up like it's all or nothing you either are going fast enough to where you crash and will die or you're not going fast enough and you'll just ram the wall like yeah the the number of dead ends that i i didn't know where to go i kept driving into dead ends and stuff like that i was like what is this fucking it's a good game. Like it's, you can argue about the, you know, the intricacies of some of the other levels, but I was like, by and large, this is a good game. And I was like, why is this level in here? Like, fuck this. Truly, uh, like, I, I understood where they were trying to go for it. It was not executed well at all. No. Plus, <laughs> I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say I, I, and I'm still a star Wars noob. So maybe my logic here is out to lunch, but I was like, I really don't think like if I can take these guys out on these bikes by just bumping into them twice, I don't think Luke's going to need my help. Like, yeah, Luke's probably going to be okay. That kind of or you know, explanation to the opening of the level. Like, hey, yeah, these are assassins hired to kill Luke. I'm like, Luke's a Jedi master at this point. Uh, yeah. If he can't handle, like, five 
thugs from fucking Moss Eisley, like the lowest of the low, then bro, the Rebel Alliance is in fucking trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I was like, he really needs wannabe Han Solo's help here. Like, I think yeah. he's gonna be fine. I don't he could just like he could just like fucking use the force to just crash all these bikes as they're driving up and he's fine. I don't anyways. We're now we're just nerding out. But I just yeah, exactly. that level that one level irritated me. Um mm-hmm. So I'll ask you this then, dude, because like I said, I played it on easy and you and I are recording this Sunday morning and Tyler and I are recording the rest of Monday night. So I have between now and Monday night to beat the game. But at this point, as you and I are talking, I'm stuck at the boss in the second last level, that gladiator fight. I can't yeah. beat it. Have you beaten this game? I assume you have. I have. Uh, is it I as hard not. as I think it is? Yes, I have. I have never beaten it on Jedi. And so there's an actual... So there's a tr- quote-unquote true ending if you beat it on Hard or Jedi. Yes. Um, yeah, I looked that up. Yeah. Okay. So I've never seen that ending because I've, yeah, I have never beat. I think I agree with you. I don't think I've beaten it on anything outside of Easy. Okay. For the I... simple fact that Gladiator fight is just complete and total bullshit. It's such bull, and like, and the first phase of him is so easy because he's just walking around slow, and you just run around behind him and shoot him in the ass, like you said, like you do with every fucking boss in this game. But then in that second phase where the maze opens up and you have to fly up and try to hit, every time I fly up to hit it, I shoot it two or three times, and it takes a big bite out of my ass every fucking time. Have to blow your load on the third phase or the second phase. Just basic. Try to conserve as much as possible ammo, like special ammo wise, and then. Which also, yeah, which we didn't talk about. There's a, I was surprised at how many different like power ups there were in this. Yeah, game. and just, yeah, I mean, like, and, and I, how easy they were to miss if yeah, you didn't go like, looking for them. I, you know, was always content with mostly just shooting the laser, and I just some of some of those power ups, the seeker missiles, like they do a boatload of damage to the bosses. So totally. I, that was my strategy was phase one just trying to conserve what you could on the easy yep. phase and as soon as phase two heart like happens just blow your load on phase yeah. two and just try to kill them as quickly as possible because phase three is not as hard as phase two it's discouraging to know there's a third phase and i can't get past the second one <laughs> and i like celebrate and then find out it's like oh it's not done Isn't the, is that the most disparaging feeling in gaming it's when you're fighting a boss you fair. can't beat and then you beat it and you're like please don't let there be another form and then it starts to rise up again and you're like god damn it Dark this is, is the fucking king of that man just being like uh, ah, all right finally beat it no nah, there's a phase two all right yeah. finally beat that phase two. Oh no phase three Fuck, so it's just <laughs> disgusts me i hate that feeling yeah so but like i said man right. you beat you beat this gladiator fight the final level is it's really cool it's um right. like i said it doesn't rival the first level but like it comes close and it's more of like a huge kind of spectacle again it's a huge a lot of fan service basically right. being gonna... able to to fly yeah to fly his ship around it's it's awesome I'm going to keep trying. Worst case, I'll look it up, but I'm going to keep trying because I want to. And, and like, I got to, I'm ashamed to admit it as a retro game. I'm ashamed to admit this, but I'm like, I was jonesing for save states. And I was like, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'm like, I'm playing it on the actual 64. I don't have save states. I have saves, but that's it. And I was like, oh, what I wouldn't give for a save state right now just to try Uh-oh. this again. Fuck me. 
I'm 32 years old. It's gotten to the point where safe states to me, that's I'm cool with it. You know, play how you want to play. I I have such limited time nowadays that it's just like, hell, I mean, yeah, if you need a safe state to to kind of to beat a boss's ass, that's fine. You know, people don't give shit for, for Dark Souls players who basically, I mean, bonfires can be kind of you know, like a safe state and just being able to bash your head against a, a boss for hours and hours. That's fine. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I don't mind having, making it easier to get back to the challenge. Sure. It shouldn't be no. like you lose to a boss and then, you know, you, Oh, now I have to spend 30 minutes prepping myself to fight this boss again. Nah. Sure. Yeah. Other, I will say other than Mario three and for the people around here that know there's no. a certain member of our community that, got called out for using save states to be Mario three and we mocked him mercilessly, <laughs> but I won't say any more about it. Um, PBR, we got to fucking, uh, man, I could talk about this game forever. Um, we got to start wrapping game, this man. thing up. Yeah. I want to, I want to slap a score on this thing and, uh, you are the guest. And so I always like to offer my guest a chance to come up with a stupid score scale before I come up with one. Have you thought yeah. of a scale that is stupid to the level of remember the games? Notoriety. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a clever way to say that. I got what do you got um so there's three challenge point little icons that you can get in each level that basically they're bonus points so 10 levels three challenge icons so scored out of 30 yep that's that's borderline too logical for the show but i'll allow it so um then i'm saving my score for tomorrow night because i'm i want to beat this fucking game but the floor is yours my friend what score are you giving star wars shadows of the empire out of 30 uh Let's go. Honestly, we'll go twenty-three out of thirty. Um, right. Overall, like you said, I the game is just for an N sixty-four game made back in the day where a lot of licensed games were just half-ass made. It really showed that like they they put a ton of care into it, and they really kind of made you feel like you were, like you said, you know, uh, bargain bin uh, Han Solo being able to kind of go through you know a set piece between one of the movies and it had some awful controls but i can't knock it too much because it was more of a product of its time than anything they didn't really have ton to work with um but man you 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 get you lose five points for that fucking speed that swoop bike level man (laughs) nah like there's just no way can I really like give this my whole like, full stamp of approval without telling everybody, yeah, that that level fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, that level is that level, dude. That level sucked on easy. I can't even wrap my head around what that must be like on hard or Jedi. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. even like that. Seems like the thing of nightmares because it it fucking it it owns my ass on easy. So I I can't it's, even imagine. It's just a bullshit level, man. I again I. I appreciate that they tried something different and that's what I liked about this is, you know, there were multiple different levels that had multiple different things to do. And I like, I'm cool. Like I appreciate that, but somebody should have saw this on the, on the testing room floor and was like, man, don't we have, do we, can we put like another asteroid level here or something instead of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This level is not necessary. Let's not do mm-hmm. this. Let's let's anyway, good game though. I, I like, dude, I gotta say like, I, now that I'm like a Star Wars guy and I'm playing, I have yet to play a bad Star Wars game. And I'm sure there are some, but I've yet to play a bad one. And uh, 
I never would have played this one had you not kicked me in the bum and said play it. So I'm not again. I'm not going to mention what the other game you were considering was because I don't want people to be all like, why didn't he pick that one? But uh, this was a good pick, and uh, I appreciate you for uh, picking this game. I appreciate uh, your patience, of course, and your generosity. Uh, and thanks for doing this, man. It was good. It was great chatting yeah, with you. It really was. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I honestly, it was a. You, you know, you can say it was it was long and everything, and it took a long time. But again, I know the the shit you got to deal with day in and day out, man. It's no biggie. It's uh, thank you, buddy. I'm I'm yeah. I'm really glad that I was able to to come on the show and talk. It's really enjoyed this game. I'm glad you enjoyed. It. I'm glad Tyler hopefully enjoys it too. So oh yeah, no, he loves it. So I think I think this is gonna make for a pretty positive review. I'm looking forward. This fuck yeah, good shit. Good job. Good pick. Yeah. I, I will say, without <laughs> saying the other one, I'm glad you went with this one. I think I like this one better than I would have liked the other one. I love that people are going to speculate been, wildly about what the other one was now. Also, the other one would have been a lot longer. And honestly, yeah, yes, it would have been. been. You. Yeah, like, the other one wasn't happening in December, that's for sure. Yeah, I you so. would have enjoyed the second one, I think, um, knowing your sense of humor. But like, yeah, it's compared to this one, it was, you know, maybe a fourth <laughs> maybe like a fifth yeah. or a sixth of the the length of it yeah yeah absolutely good shit buddy thanks for doing this man it was great chatting with you yeah man yeah truly it was a lot of fun So as I'm sure I said during the infamous intro that has yet to be recorded and during the stupid sexy sponsored session that has been recorded, as you've probably figured out by now, we are talking Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo 64 and I guess the PC, but I'm I'm talking Nintendo 64 and joining me this week to talk about it is, I don't mean to give you a big head buddy, but one of our most requested guests, I don't know how the fuck that happened. It's my friend Tyler. Tyler, <laughs> are you like sending either. out? Are you sending like dick pics to everybody? Or how the fuck did you become one of the I, most? I, I don't have get a it. Ned. I have a Ned Flanders themed OnlyFans. I mean, and it, it's uh, booming. So, and you do, buddy. You've got a mustache that I mean, I haven't actually seen you in a while. But when last I saw card- your mustache rivaled Flanders's, <laughs> and a green cardigan, and a nice pink shirt, and I highly do with my diddly dough. And you look a little bit pudgy, but then when you take off your sweater, you're just built like an Adonis. It's fucking... It's, actually, you, you've never been pudgy. That, yeah, I was going to say, that's less true. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've never... You're not built like an Adonis, but I've never noticed you to be pudgy. I'm I'm far pudgier than thou. Uh, anyways. Uh, you look shredded. You look like a jacked grandpa. Oh, fuck. Yeah, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a baggy hoodie, I look fucking... I look, I look good. I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite of Flanders. I look great when I have my shirt on, but then when I take it off, you're like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Um, Buddy, we're talking Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. I knew you'd be down for this because you're the biggest Star Wars nerd I think I've got on the roster. Uh, My my wife's a big Star Wars nerd now too. So we've just finished watching all of Ahsoka. We're doing it out of order because we're weird. So we watched Ahsoka, Rebels, and then we're just finishing Clone Wars right now. So we're yeah. watching like the the big Star Wars cartoons, but in reverse. Oh, <laughs> are are they are any slash all of them worth watching? All of them, yeah, hands oh. down. the The director is Dave Fellini. I might be oh, saying yeah. his name wrong, but he's like the Star Wars. He, I think, he just got appointed like the. You know how Marvel had their like head of head of whatever cinema, and sure. then they had different directors for each franchise, but they all tied together. 
That's what okay. Dave Fellini is now for the Star Wars franchise. He's like that's a the pretty, mastermind, and he's going to start creating the big story. That's a pretty big title for a uh, if you're if you're involved in like movies, TV, cartoon, anything, and and you get handed like the keys to the Star Wars kingdom. That's a pretty big. It's a pretty what? fucking strong key. Like that's a heavy key. Well, and this that's guy, a, he's kind of like the sleeper because he was the guy who I believe he had to do with the Clone Wars cartoon. But he for sure did Rebels and then directed like Ahsoka, um, all the like TV shows like The Mandalorian. Like he's involved in all these Star Wars shows that people are saying are better than the movies, right? So like he's kind of the guy behind the scenes and has been forever. So it's okay. super cool. Like he's like, you know, passion case Star Wars guy. So it's like it's like giving the keys to the kingdom to the biggest fan. Sure. Well, good for him. Wow, so it's awesome. Him. I dream of yeah. I dream of getting those keys for the Ninja Turtles someday. I mean, oh, I've never man. directed anything, but I, you know, everyone needs to start somewhere. Let me start with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know. Have you seen the new movie? Oh, done, multiple done by times. this. That's with Stone, Sony Studios, right? Like that's the animation team that did the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, is it? I, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know it was the same team, but I'd believe that because they certainly look similar. They look fucking great too. I love that movie. I love Mutant Mayhem so much. Um. I as haven't as, watched it yet. I, it's on. Are my you fucking watch. what? Well, we're waiting to see if Finn's. Yeah, he, my son's a little too young uh, for it, and it's one of those ones that I want to watch with him. I get it, and I will say yes. If your son is a little like it, it, frankly, it's a little bit scary at times. Superfly is a little bit. He's a little creepy. So yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Give him a little bit more. No nightmares, not yet. Not don't get him. If you get him, get him having nightmares on Ninja Turtles. Like right out of the gate, and it's like now you've just ruined Ninja Tur- Like you basically ruined his life. You can't do that. So yeah, good call. Wait on it. That's good. Um, Maybe it's not the same studio. I don't know. They look the same. Anyways, They're all the same. They're all just studios. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything. I know what I'm talking about. Um, Shadows of the Empire. You're a PC kid, so I'm curious. Did you play this on the 64, or were you a keyboard and mouse? Hey, no. Uh. I nine out of ten times you would be right. I'd be the mm, hi mm-hmm. keyboard and mouse guy, but uh, this was one. I like I, sorry. Uh, I like that. You, I like that you went mm, hi too. That I'm sorry. Mm, that was hi. Mm, <laughs> sorry. Okay. So this one you didn't though. You went sixty four. No, no, no. I uh, oh. this was an N sixty four. This was before I had a PC. Oh, I didn't get it. it. It's about the same, roughly right when I was getting a PC. Because when this came out, I think like Fallout and a few other PC games came out that pushed me in that direction. But this was like okay. one of my last Dead sixty four games I got. Hell yeah! All right, well then, uh, let me ask you: When's the last time you played this thing? Oh, ninety eight. Okay, I'd say ninety uh, ninety nine, somewhere around there. All right, like just just when I was getting into high school. I, uh, and I want to make sure I make this abundantly clear. Okay. Do not, if you're listening to this and you're like, I love this game. He better not be, I'm not shit. I like your game. I like your game, but maybe it's better. (laughs) Maybe this one's better left in the, in the late nineties. It is, it could use a, it could use a facelift. I'll just say that. I like it. I think it's a pretty ambitious game and maybe it's just that I'm out of shape with the Nintendo 64 controller. Cause I am. And, uh, that controller it's takes a, a little bit of getting used to, but this was yeah, fucking... It's, that's not a forgiving controller. The C-pad for, like, <laughs> looking oh, up God. and down. Buddy. And in this Shooter, one... It's, it's hard. This is a oh hard my God. game to play and like, In this one, in this, in this one, the C-pad, if I remember correctly, at least for most of the levels, you're on foot, right? And we'll get into all the different levels, but most yeah. of the levels, you're on foot, and it's like a third-person shooter. 
the the C pad. If I'm not, I'm trying to like. I just finished. I was playing it today. C down is to duck. C up is to change weapon. I think. C right changes the camera, and it, there's like four or five different camera angles, and they're all useless except for the the main one. First, like person, it's yeah. just it's, and then you hold. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what you hold. You can hold maybe it's Z. I can't remember if the Z trigger is shoot or if that's one of them you hold and then it goes into first person and then you can look up or down to like aim your, oh my, and like, I, I'm not going to ding it for it because it's a product of the times, right? It's just, that's just what the right. 64 was. But well, yeah, my, until my they God. came up with the dual thumbstick, like shooters were awfully hard. Oh, they were buddy. fun because you didn't know better. Like that's the exactly. problem is if you go back and you know better, it's like, oh, okay, this is exactly, there was a big evolutionary step. That's like going back to before we had hands. Yeah, we were just <laughs> yeah, yeah dubs. No awful. Like, I, I, listen, I I got as much love for Goldeneye 007 as everyone that grew up with Goldeneye 007. But you try to play that game on a. I tried to play through the campaign on my 64 a couple years ago, and it was like you would swear that I have never touched a video game in my life. And I was like, this used to feel very good. What in the fuck? But you're right, dual analog. Uh, oh yeah, ruined huge. Everything. Yeah, you so, can't, and and it's so hard to go backwards. That's like one of those things. Yeah, and it's and the thing with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire is it's not just that it uses that sixty four controller. It's that like it's it, dude. I I I always I always make sure I point out that maybe I'm just bad at video games, but like this is a fucking this is a hard video game. Even without that controller, this is a tough game. Oh yeah, I I I I, I played on I, easy I watched, and couldn't beat it. So I watched a playthrough just to kind of you know, brushed the cobwebs sure. off of my fading memory. And I was like, <laughs> I was watching it. And I was like, oh yeah, nope, nope. Didn't play it like this. The guy did a speed run and just whipped through the level. I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I moved at like a snail's pace, played oh, as yeah. tactically as possible because every, every bot, every, every enemy, if you took a corner too fast, would just blast you from full health down to like 10. Like oh, that. Dude. Instantly. And, and like, and some of the levels you fucking, you get in like an elevator and that elevator flies considering this game's frame rate is like eight. Like this elevator yeah. fucking flies, but you never know if the, if you're facing, I, I felt like I guessed wrong every time. If I kept facing the way I was facing when I came in, then when the elevator hit the top, my back was to the door. And if I turned around, then the elevator, the door was on the other side. And there was always goddamn enemies waiting for me on the other side of the elevator. And they'd always take a big fat bite out of my ass before I turned around and found them every oh. fucking time. Yeah, no, it didn't fail. Like it was unbelievably hard because of that. And like, like I said, I watched this little speed run to get ready for the episode. The the guy in the speed run, like, obviously had where every enemy is memorized because he's firing into the distance where you can't see anything because it hasn't rendered yet and killing enemies. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you do it, I guess. Yeah, that's you that's just hardcore. need to know. You need to use the force and know where they are and then shoot. Sweet. <laughs> As a so, whatever a fourteen oh. year old, I didn't have that ability. Stupid. No, buddy. It was fucking, it is a vicious fucking game. I can't beat it. I have looked up the ending, so we will touch on that, but I, I can't beat it. Um, So let's go back to the start. So if you've never played it, you play as this like, and I'll ask you, because I, I, I feel, I'm, I'm a Star Wars noob. I've never hidden that fact. I watched all the movies like during the pandemic. That's when I, I'm new. But you play as this dude, Dash. Is he, yeah. did they create Dash. him for this game? Yeah, I, yeah. He's, it seems I, like I think, so I think, think there's a book that this game is based on i'm pretty sure this is okay. like a, a standalone title i'm not 100 percent sure on that 
Um, but this character, like, he's insular to this game. There's okay. no, and nothing, nothing else that I've seen with this character. Dash Rendar, Render, and so like what? Like when we were talking uh, Jedi Knight last time we talked Star Wars, like yeah. the characters in that, some of those characters are outside of that series, like Kyle Katan and stuff. Okay, okay. So um, this guy's because we no, this guy. We were talking about this when I was talking to PBR. Uh, this guy is like Wish dot com Han Solo. Like he, I feel like they were like, Hey, cause every, like, listen, I'm not going to say that everybody's favorite star Wars character is Han Solo. My, actually mine is R2D2 for the record. I love that little guy. He's like a dog. I love that. I love R2, but yeah, we can all agree that Han Solo is like the coolest character in star Wars. Like, yeah. He's, oh he's, yeah. He's Next to like Darth every, Maul. Uh, sure. Uh, but like Hans, uh, Hans, Hans, he's the bad boy. He's the cool guy. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're not going to let you play as Han, but we'll create this like Han esque character. Wish.com Han, and you can play as him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And, you're, and like, and the best part is like that first level picks up like right at um, Empire Strikes Hoth. Back. Yeah, at Hoth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and Han is there. You talk to Han. And then it's oh, like, yeah. you go out there. And it's like, it's like, and I was, I was playing. I'm like, am I going to, am I wonder if I'm going to get to play as Han? And they're like, no, you're, you're Dash. Your Dash You're Rendar. The goddamn Poochie of fucking Star Wars. Yeah. Goddamn With Dash his droid co pilot, Lebo. Yeah. Who also <laughs> that's, sucks. That's, that sounds like they came up with those character names in like some nerdy like think tank boardroom meeting where they're like, Oh my all right, god. All right, we need some names. All right. We're gonna be Han Solo, but you're not gonna be Han Solo. Uh, what's some name? What's some name? Uh Dash Rendar. Yep, that's yeah. what we're going with. And his co pilot. Lebo, the <laughs> droid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sells. Yeah. Let's go. Ha ha, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> it just felt like they were trying to come up. Like I, like I would not, I would not be the least bit surprised. Except for this game came out before the show began. I would not be least bit surprised to find out that like Zap Brannigan was like a fucking <laughs> like a runner up name for Dash Rendar. So anyway. <laughs> Fucking Zap Brandon. I love it. It was that. the it was the same creative team. Yeah, so that they yeah, went yeah. on there's to work guy, on Futurama. There's some guy in Hollywood that gets fifty bucks a name to just come up with stupid, edgy names. But anyway. Oh man. Best so, job ever. It would be a good job. So you play through this game and it's like it's I think ten levels, it's eight or ten levels. And um Yeah, it's, it's split it's into of, four parts. Yeah. And it's all kind of taking place between like Empire Strikes Back, Return to the Jedi. Like that era, like Han Solo at one point is, is you're dealing with the Boba Fett storyline and Luke's around yeah. and it's it's that stuff. And I and I will say that like we're gonna get into controls, we're gonna get into the levels, we'll get into the difficulty, but like I like I, I like growing up with the NES, there were so many like shitty random games based on IPs. Like I love Bart versus the Space Mutants, but like, games like that. And I and I'm playing this and I'm like, this feels like a like a good game based on like a big ip because like you get an original kind of i don't know if it's original like you said maybe it's based on like an old book or something but like you get this cool story that i've certainly never heard before it's neat interacting with some of these characters that you know and these movies that you kind of know and and stuff like that it's just i think it's a very ambitious game they could have just i said to bbr they could have just mailed it in and just made like a shit game and star wars is on the cover and it would have sold i i think they legitimately tried i think this was an early nintendo 64 game and the nintendo 64 was pretty limited but i don't think this is a terrible game 
Yeah, I think it's good. I like I said, it's it's dated. It's hard. It's really uh, hard. But at the time, it felt like GoldenEye in Star Wars. Like it, it played very similar to GoldenEye. It had yeah. that feel, that look. Like I feel like it was fit in right in its time. Yeah, uh, the stupid, music stu- and the music's phenomenal. Like the music, music is on slaps. point. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Slaps. Ten out of ten Star Wars music. Like you get the full orchestrated. Like I don't think the SNES because the the limitations of those cartridges had the you know had the the you know the i don't know the word the you know the, the total gumption. star yeah i was gonna say the juge and then i was like is that a real word or is that just i don't know i don't, I don't know if gumption is either <laughs> well gumption but, i think that's um, more of a more syllables anyway yeah I, I i do agree though the music's fucking awesome like it's and that's and like like you nailed it i dude i was playing this sitting here on my 64 and i'm like th- this I know this sounds dumb because it literally is a Nintendo 64 game, but I'm like, this feels like a Nintendo 64 game. Like it looks like it, 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 the controller, like it, I've, it took me back to the late nineties and I, and I, I appreciated that. I, I, I like this game. I don't, I can't beat it, but I genuinely like this game. I think it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of you had, had warned me coming in, buddy, that first level that, Oh, it's tough. That, but it's, but like, it's, it's fucking like, I hate, like, I hate Star Fox, but that first, and I, and when I started playing it, I was like, don't tell me this is another like fly around fucking space combat shooter, whatever the fuck, but it was actually dope. And I like, it's awesome. That first level is awesome. It's yeah, the battle no, it's of Hoth. It's, it's yeah. fucking sick. Like and you feel like you're right there. Like it, it, you know, yes. And that's, that's one of the things that like modern games don't. I feel like they don't capture the imagination because they look so sharp. Like you just, it's modern games are very immersive. I'm not saying they're not immersive. Like they're, I'm, I've had just about a heart attack playing some of the games I played because they're so freaking immersive and I'm an old scaredy cat. Sure. But, but games like this and in this era of games and before capture, like even like PlayStation era captured our imagination so you felt like you were there and were just as immersed as if the graphics were better as if you had 4k and like you know a 100%. pixel for every square you know micrometer and all that shit it, it, this that first level felt like you were on hoth like 110 yeah. percent, like firing the grappling hook wrapping it around the legs you know blasting the walkers the atsds i think that's how you say that some star wars nerds I, yeah I, i've never known how to say it either I wanted you to say it first because I was like, is yeah. it at or at at or is it AT? Well, I'm going because, at ATSD. Well, I don't know. Some people say at at and I go, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm ah. bad with acronyms at my job, let alone stuff that I'm just interested in. So, yeah, that sounds stupid. I like at yeah. at or I like ATAT. Um, yeah. But I agree with you, buddy. It feels like you're in that. And like, I hate ice levels too. And I'm like, this might be the greatest ice level of all time. And I think honestly, part of the reason the level works so good is because it's set in the winter. They don't have to render shit for backgrounds and stuff. Like it's all just white, no. just snow. No, and ice. It, exactly. That's probably one of the better looking levels in the game too. Cause like a 100%. lot of the textures are rough, but like, and like being it, being in the cockpit, being able to like the turning, like that, it's probably the smoothest for, some of the navigating with the vehicles yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I think that level's dope. And the first time you fucking lock on one of those, uh, like the grappling hooks and you wrap it around the legs and bring, it, it's like, you feel like such a fucking beast. Like, my God, I, I was sitting there playing that first level and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Holy shit. And then the problem is like, okay. 
Sonic Adventure 2, I, I think the first level is one of the coolest first levels in any game I've ever played. And then I think 90% of the game after that sucks. Yell at me if you want. I don't care. It's not fun. I it's it's that first level is spectacular though. And I was worried that that was what this was gonna be. Because then in the second level, you're in the base and you're shooting, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. This is kind of like you said, like right away you fucking go through like a door and there's like there's fucking enemies on both sides of you and you can't turn around quickly to see them all. And no matter which side you shoot, they're shooting you from the other side and and they drain your health fast. And I was like, fuck right off. But oh man, yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was like shit. It was just that first level. It, it like Set if they the release like a demo, you'd play that first level and be like, I have to buy this right now. And then you get it home and it's like, ah, the rest of it's pretty good, I guess. It's just not as good as that first level is. Yeah, absolutely. And like the storm um, the stormtroopers look great. Like all the all the enemies look good. Like they put a lot yeah. of detail in that, but a lot of the backgrounds are rough. Like it's oh, just buddy. pretty basic texture package. And I mean it's the it's a product of the times. Like I'm gonna yeah, always default to that for this. But it was nice having like you know, you don't have an ammo counter. You have a laser that kind of loses its charge and then regains it. So you've got infinite ammo. You're not really, you know, you're not really impeded by any of the modern things in games that would really impede you. No. Pretty basic uh, puzzle style, like GoldenEye or Quake. A little slower than Quake, but like pretty basic shooter style. Yeah, it's got around. that that auto-aim. There's times where the auto-aim works really well. And you're like, fuck yeah. Cause if I actually like aim this gun with this controller, I'd be, I'd be like, just, I I'll turn the laser on myself and probably miss. Like, I'm oh, like, yeah. like, I'm not, this is no good. The auto aim is neat where the auto aim comes in really frustrating though, or where there are enemies above you or below you. And it's so hard to even get dash. It's so stupid, but it feels so hard to even get dash, dash to look up or down. And then you're hoping yeah. that the auto aim picks up on one of the enemies. Um, and it does it always like yeah that's no, definitely ways to die in the game and, and sometimes they're just like feasting on you and you're like you're like it's it's fucking two inches to the left dash just turn your gun to it and then you try to move it but then you go way past it and fuck um i will say that like i, I like the level variety but i was i was almost considering i don't like space shooters i was almost a little bit disappointed that so many of the levels are just third person shooters like I yeah. was hoping for actually a little bit more of the 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 flying and shooting and stuff. Well, and I feel like um, this definitely was like a stepping stone game for because LucasArts put this out, like the the main uh, yeah. Star Wars video game producer, right? So this was kind of when did when did this come out? Like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety six. Yeah. So this would have been like a like months after the sixty four launch. This came out. So this yeah, is like an so early was... sixty four game. So it's uh, so definitely right. a stepping stone. Like this is the big stepping stone from them going from side scroller, like and those sure. old uh, SNES Star Wars games were like, what are those called? Um, where you play Luke Skywalker and you're like on like Tatooine Super Star Wars, Super Star Wars. Yeah, the Super Star yeah. Wars games are super tight. They're super fun. But this is like that stepping stone into the 3D realm. Sure. Like there were, I don't think there was a 3D Star Wars before this. Uh, No, not on like, console, I don't think, anyways. No. And so there might be some like old a, PC game. I don't fucking... They don't, they I don't, don't think so, though. I don't, maybe. I, like I said, this is kind of before I played on the PC. Yeah, yeah. But. No, it, it. I agree with you. This is the first one, and like... I... I like you're right that the backgrounds and stuff are kind of ugly. I'm thinking of that one level kind of toward the end of the game where you're in like um 
you, you you like you come into this one room and there's a whole bunch of like big sliding garage doors on both sides and there's like three layers of them and you need to like hit these switches to open the right doors to climb up to the top to and then you end up fighting a boss and then you get out of there and it and it's it just it looks like it looks like it looks i it it looks like it looks just a, a little bit better than like doom yeah like and and that's not knocking doom i love doom but it's just like it's got that like these look like it looks like the like you're inside a shoebox and the walls are made of cardboard but i don't really i don't play games for the graph i really don't play nintendo 64 games for the graphics so that never bothered me and i never found it to be a hindrance my 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 biggest gripe with this game outside of the difficulty uh which i don't even know if i i'm griping about i might just have to get good is just that uh the fucking controls like they really fuck with you sometimes and it's not just that controller it's like trying to get him to aim up and down dude anytime you have to use that jetpack and fly to a switch and try to hit the switch in the air you didn't uh, like that i no. love the jetpack though i love that jetpack's great love... yeah jetpack's i thought that was really cool i love it when i can just use it to get to like a platform above me but when i need to like fly perfectly into this fucking lever that's on the wall and hit the right trigger near it and i'm like mashing right trigger and i'm not catching it because i must not be flying in exactly the right place and then my jetpack hits three and it falls me down to the ground i have to wait for it to fill up to go up and try again and i'm like i'm like just flip the it's fucking right in front of you dash han solo <laughs> would have flipped this three times and like fuck fuck you fuck god damn it fuck anyways also that fight with boba fett fucking sucks yeah, with Slave One, yeah, that was frankly. Are they, what they just named, what did they rename his ship? They renamed his ship something. Because uh, Slave One know. was like taboo, so they've oh, like yeah. retconned oh, right. that yeah. name. And, I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah, um, which I I get. I don't know. Yeah, it it's kind of I, tra it tracks for the universe that they're in because there's like sure. a, yeah whatever. Like like it was great like getting to fight like Boba Fett and and stuff like that. But I I just have to yeah. say by and large. The boss fights in this game fucking suck because they're either they're too too hard or too easy. Yeah, they're either like these giant robots that you just go right behind and breathe in their farts while you shoot them, or yeah. they're like Boba Fett or that fucking goddamned uh, IG eighty eight that fucking robot that the the assassin droid. Yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah. feasts on you, or the same place you and I both got stuck. Which is that that gladiator uh, or whatever the fuck it is robot at yeah. the end of level nine? Yeah, I, I can't Zexar, beat that. Zexar forces fortress or whatever. I, yeah. I couldn't beat him. I've never beaten it. I, I tried until, until watching the speed run. I didn't know how the game ended. I went and watched that and was like, "Huh, that's some closure." So I guess uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. All right, Dash. Fuck you, bud. Yeah, it was. It was. I I was saying to Tyler before we started recording. I played it on my sixty four fair and square. Um. But this was one of the that boss at the end of level nine, uh, I think it's level nine. That was that was like one of the instances where I was like, I I very rarely abuse save states, but I would be save stating every time I land a hit on this fucking thing because I could not be. You're over that fucking maze, so you need to fly up out of the maze, shoot it, then fall back down into the maze and hide. But every time I fly up out of the maze, it just feasts on me before I even land yeah. a shot on it. He's got two lasers, fucking plasma cannons or some garbage. Like, impossible. As soon as you fly out of the maze, he is firing a volley of shit at you, and you yeah. can't do anything about it. The controls aren't responsive enough. It is, like, it's an impossible boss fight. I 
I can't believe anyone has beaten it. And then in watching like YouTube videos, I was like, oh, lots of people have beat it. I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like uh, PBR was telling me that like apparently level 10 is just like a cakewalk. If you can get like, I haven't played level 10. I've watched through it, but I haven't played it. But apparently yeah, it's, it's like not battle. hard at all. Yeah, it's another space battle with TIE fighters and you blow yeah. up uh, some kind of sky hook or something like that. Like the... You just have to survive the fucking boss at level nine. Um, yeah. Such yeah, horse. Good luck. Fuck that boss. Um, fuck, we've been going for 26. Okay, let's pause here. We'll let a sponsor come in so that I can keep the bills on. And then uh, when we come back, I want to I wanna get into some more specific levels. I want to know what your favorite level was. And uh, and your oh your fucking least I think we're gonna have the same least favorite level, but we'll get there in just a second. Let's let's see what a sponsor has to say. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody: your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner friend and person and honestly sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when i need to vent about the stress in my life and therapy can help anyone you don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody if any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot consider better help I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, Tyler, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here because I know you haven't played it in a while. Do you have a... I, I have a level that stands out to me as my favorite. Outside, outside of the first level. If we're not counting the first level, do you have a level that is like your favorite? Um... Oh, outside of the first level? Fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of first level if you want, but... <laughs> no. Um, I think Asteroid, I really liked. Uh, like, where you're in the ship and you're firing the cannon. I like I like that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I kind of like... Is it Junkyard? That's where you fight IG-88, right? You're yeah. riding on the train. I liked yes. that level, and I like that fight, because IG-88 is like a... You know, he's in a lot of the cannon whether it's a different assassin droid or whatever, but he's even in the Mandalorian. They have an IG-88 that's in the Mandalorian that gets reprogrammed. So like, I, yeah, I thought that I mean, was he's... cool. That's, that's like a little bit of a, um, I don't know, like what a pandering to the fans. So sure. I like that. Though. Well, but you gotta do that. You gotta do yeah. that. I, I, I hate that boss fight because IG-88, uh, fucking hates me, but yeah, oh, yeah. that, but that is my favorite level. I love, and I. It's funny because someone wrote into the show compl- saying how much they hate that level. That level where you're on the train and you're like jumping from cart to cart on the. Tra- I love that. I thought that. Yeah. Like, quite frankly, for a Nintendo sixty, an early Nintendo sixty four game, I thought that was pretty goddamn impressive. Quite frankly. 
Yeah, I like I like levels like that. I like battling on a moving terrain and yeah. having to like add it adding like not only is the movement hard, now if you move wrong, you're fucked. Yeah. Like I, I thought that was more fun than uh most of the levels where you're like walking through them and just shooting everything, which yeah, um, especially because a lot of the levels you're in a freaking hallway and it's so it's low texture, you know, yeah, this low like I don't know, maybe not it, maybe it was, maybe it's harder to design that than a moving train, but like low design challenge. Whereas I felt like the train, like that was masterfully done. And then, yeah, like I, I said, I really do like asteroid. I think is the name of the level where you first get to fly in the ship. I love I. I really enjoy it. It's an aspect of this game I really liked is that they you weren't just running around. You actually had like flying missions like the Battle yeah. on Hoth flying in your ship and just controlling the gun. So like these elements from the movies that were really hyped, they added in the game and captured that. They captured it Agreed. really well. Yeah, I, I thought that was honestly that's my favorite thing about this game is is just how uh, how ambitious they were and how they didn't just because, again, they could have just mailed it in and they did it. They tried to do a bunch of different things. And some work better than others. Um, yeah. Like I, I said, I will stepping say, stone game for sure feels like a totally. stepping stone game. Yeah. The the sewer level irritated me just because I don't know. And again, I, I don't know if it was because I was playing it on an old school 64 through a, like a converter on like a modern monitor or not, but like I could not see shit. It was so dark that I'm just like walking and just mashing right, like the right trigger and just hoping I find a door or something that lifts. I had to look up a walkthrough for part of it because I just couldn't see anything to figure out where to go. But that might just be that I, I was playing it on a modern screen. Um, or yeah. it could just be that I'm getting old and my one eye doesn't work very good. I don't well, know. Well, isn't there some truth to that? Is that modern screens have trouble with uh, older inputs? Nowadays? I think so. I think so. Because yeah, I, 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 I really struggled with that sewer level. Yeah. I heard um, that somewhere that like games that were designed for the old tube TVs like are specifically designed for that style of. Uh, I, I, I'm not smart enough to know what I'm No, I mean, that's over my head. I just heard that uh, somewhere. Fact check then, me if you will, fans. Yeah, let us have it. Fucking uh, get us. And then can we both agree? I'm curious if I, I, I will be shocked if you disagree. Is that level where you're on the swoop bike and you need to get to Obi-Wan's to save Luke? Is that not the stupidest shit? Fuck, fuck, shoot, Awful. fuck level. Awful. Is that is Awful. That on- are you on Moss Isley by then? Is that Moss Isley? Uh, I forget where you're at. You're not. No, on isn't Tatooine. that in, isn't that in Tatooine? Because you're just going to Obi Wan's house. You're like in the desert. Yeah, Moss Isley's in in on Tatooine. Oh, okay. Now, now that's now you're now you're talking too deep to me. I'm like, I know sorry, the planet. Sorry. That's all I know. But yeah, it, that's but that like level. The, that's the that's the town in Tatooine. Like the main oh, okay, city, I see. Main um, that level uh, where you're riding on those fucking things and you have to like you basically are racing all these things to Obi Wan's house where Luke is practicing and you need to take them all out and finish the track before any of them reach the end of the track and it's just dude those those fucking swoop thingies like they they're either going so fast you can't control them or you're just crawling there's no that it feels like that level wasn't play tested or something that level is fu- I almost rage quit the game on that level it was yeah, ridiculous. Are they just speeder bikes? I can't. I think remember. so. I well, remember it yeah. being awful, and it was almost like an awesome. It was like, oh, this almost would be awesome. The, the level, was, the concept, it's it's road rash on fucking swoop bikes. Like the like, it's almost great. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. just controls so horribly, and like, and I'm constantly driving into dead ends because I don't know what the fuck you want me to go. And it was just, and it's so fucking fast and hard to control. I hate that that level. Fuck that level. 
all day. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I almost quit. And that was on easy. I can't even imagine. Who the fuck beats this game on hard? You must have to be an actual Jedi to beat so, this fucking game on hard. <laughs> that, that's what it says when he beat it on hard. It was like, oh, really? Jedi master. <laughs> you so, and there's an, there's an alternate ending if you beat it on hard. So I saw Dash, that. Yeah. Dash lives. If you beat it on hard or medium, but if you don't beat it on hard or medium, he's for sure dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck you, dude. He didn't make it. Uh, that fucking, that goddamn level, man, fucking made me so angry. I was, I was ready to quit. I was ready to just be like, I'm fucking, this is absolute. And, and it's not just, it's like, cause you're right. Could have made for a great level. Ripping around on these things, road rashing it up, trying to crash other people. Could have been cool, but it doesn't. Controls like shit stupid i hate it i hate the map i hate everything about it but also and pvr jackson and i were talking about this like does the does the does the does the does the objective of that level not seem stupid are you telling me that at this point in his jedi career luke skywalker couldn't handle these fucking guys on his oh, own easily could have you need dash to come in and save the day like fuck well, off mean, don't forget about his sidekick robot lipu oh Lebo. fuck <laughs> fuck me i just i was like every like ah uh, and then at the do you remember at the very end of that level you have to like jump through this hoop and i'm like i missed that jump twice and died two times and i was like come there's not even there's no enemies left i just Man. have to go see luke didn't the fuck enemies you. look weird too didn't they have like big cone heads oh Oh, just I'm, I can I can fucking feel the rage building inside of me. Fuck me, I hate that level. And it's super dark, right? Like it it was hard to see. It's not like you're in the desert in the middle of the day, isn't it? Just like a bunch of dark dunes, and you're kind of like no, you're bumble, you're you're in the desert, around. and then like there's there's moments where you go into like caves and stuff. It's kind of up and down. Yeah, but is it, it but light it's just out though. It, yeah, I, I think it, it was. I played it like a week ago. I felt like it was light out. Oh. But I'm, it's still it doesn't matter. Fucking yeah, I'm just remembering me. it not rendering very well and like not being able to see very far ahead of you. So it just felt like you were in a foggy desert. Well, and like, and it, maybe it's not fair to compare it to this. I'm looking up when uh, Episode One Racer came out right now because maybe it, like oh, that man. came out like that two was years later. that was a good game. Sure, no, it, like it I like I played out, that for came, the first time. Ninety nine, so three years later. Yeah, I was gonna say that would have came out just as the like Phantom as the Menace movie did, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But like you play that and you're like, there, that's a Star Wars racing game on the 64. That's really good. Why the fuck couldn't you have done that? Or just get rid of this one fucking level. Fuck me. Well, and fuck, and, I and hate to that be level. fair, this was like the, you know, stepping stone. <laughs> I know it was. But like they could have just not stepped on this stone. Oh, they tried I fucking hate that level. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that level almost ruined the game for me. Uh, other than that. Like I said, the only other level I can think of I didn't like really very much was the sewer. And that was just because it was so dark I couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah. Um That's fair. Yeah. Other than that though, I don't know. I I I, I thought it was it's fun. I like it. It's a simple game. Um I like the storyline too. I, I genuinely outside of like Dash kind of sucks, but I I I actually did think it was like kind of a cause you've almost like you've got like like you've almost I don't know how you say it. Is this or? X-I-Z-O-R? Yeah, I don't know. Xizor? 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 I don't know how the fuck you say it. Xizor. Yeah, Xizor. Yes, let's go with that. Xizor. Yes, I like that. Uh, Xizor. go to train. But but what I like about it is that, like, you've almost got, like, this, like, three-way dance going on 
like everybody is fighting everybody else and you're right there as a part of it. And I almost like that nothing is voiced and you're just reading the text because it, it yeah. almost, it does make it easier for you to pretend that you are dash. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's why lots of games do that. They don't, they want the voiceless hero so that you can, you know, use your voice, imagine your voice, right? Yeah. Like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy seven. You never hear clouds say a freaking right. word. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, it's just, it's awesome that like you get to interact with like Luke and Han and Leia and Boba Fett and all these classic characters that you know, but like there's also these new characters and you're trying to figure out what their story is. And I don't know. And then like you said that like Dash is killed at the end, but then if you beat it on hard, he's not fucking killed at the end. And I'm like, oh, I hope you come back for another game someday, Dash. You fucking lame ass lame but I don't know. I liked Lebo, it. I just Lebo yeah. Lebo will be back. Dash, fuck him. Yeah, Lebo can come back. Although no, you know what? Because HK forty seven will destroy Lebo and anybody else that comes near him. <laughs> uh, I will, buddy. I what's your? Let me ask you this because you you've played quite a few of these. What's your favorite Star Wars game? Um, oh, uh, I know I'm putting you on the story spot. for story or for playability. Both. So for for story like Kotor, like Knights of the Old Republic, those two games are yeah. unparalleled. You can't Kotor sick. And what's so cool about those is they're developed by the gaming company that was started in the city, like the city we live in, right? Yes. So, so yes. that's awesome. That gives us, yep. and it's not a city that's known for video. It's not like we live in Vancouver or LA or Montreal no. or I don't know where else video games are made, but mm-hmm. we don't live in that city. Like we live no. in, you know, blue collar industrial city. And one of the greatest Star Wars sets of games ever made was made here. So agreed. It's basically our game. Like we basically made it. We live. Yeah, basically. Basically, so great if we were the doctors who started Bioware and got a thirty (laughs) billion dollar buyout. (laughs) Fuck. That's the those guys made some money. (laughs) That's the um. So definitely for story, story, that's yeah, hands down. But like for for gameplay, man, like. The Battlefront games are amazing, multiplayer-wise. That That is like a, you know, just a battle on such an epic scale. I love that. Sure. Uh, but the Jedi Knight games, I love the multiplayer Jedi Knight games. It's the first games where you could lightsaber duel. They perfected it. I thought that was the peak of Star Wars games. All right. I can respect that. I um... and, and to be fair, I haven't played a lot of the new games that have come out lately. Like, I just right. I haven't had the time to sit down and play, like, these massive multiplayer or multi uh massive single player games well yeah like i so like i'm i'm still a noob but i've played kotor i've played episode one racer i played jedi which one did you and i do jedi knight it's convoluted but this fourth one in the series the jedi yeah whatever the fuck it was called jedi academy jedi academy thank you yeah yeah uh this one now jedi academy but it's the second but it's also the fourth one yeah it's fucking it's wonky those names are fucking weird um yeah. weird and then i've played there. i've played jedi fallen order and now i'm playing jedi survivor and like the two new ones are great i think kotor is still my favorite but i yeah, gotta so say I, dude like i i want to check I'm, out the new ones really bad they're dope they're so good mm-hmm. um but i think i'm like six i think i'm six star wars games in now and i i am i am shocked that i haven't played just like a, a bad one like none oh, of man. them have sucked yet none um have I'm not saying played... they don't exist. 
What's no, that? and I don't. I don't think there are a lot of bad uh, Star Wars games. But I'm just like, trying to. There, there was like a Phantom Menace game that was a side scroller. I think it was on the N64, but it might have been on the PlayStation. That was kind of yeah. There's you know, a PS One one. I haven't played it yet, but I, there's a PS One. Yeah, it's kind of meh. I played a, bu- a bunch of it. It was cool. It was with the Phantom Menace, but it was it was meh. It wasn't like you, know. you, you fucking diehard Star Wars fans. Like you have been spoiled rotten. Like oh, I'm a yeah. Sim- you know how many Simpsons games I've played that have just been like worse than death they've been fucking horrendous and now i'm playing these star wars games and i i listen i'm gonna i'll be honest i'm not saying it was bad at all we're gonna score this game in a couple minutes i like this game a lot this is probably the worst star wars game that i've played so far and it's not that it's bad it's the other ones have been so good and i'm like if this is the worst you have to offer fuck you like oh man bart versus the world on line one like you star wars fans have done all right jesus Christ. And like I said, like the Super Nintendo, Super Star Wars was awesome. They were, they had three. I want to play that. They one. were they were they were banging. There was three of them. They were awesome. They were and they're, you know, very side scroller, but it had Star Wars feels to it. Sure. You have Luke with his lightsaber bouncing around. You can use a blaster. Like it, it feels like if Contra made a Star Wars game, and it it's good. It's not. They're not bad. They're really fun. And I oh, highly dude. recommend when you get a chance playing Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Uh, the not Force only Unleashed. is someone's it, come up, yeah. It's a 360 game. Yeah. And not only is it like a absolute phenomenal, phenomenal Star Wars game, like phenomenal, great story. This it's like 10 out of 10 story. It's not like the story in KOTOR is better because you get to make decisions, choose what side you're on and has like a huge K47. Yeah. This... Sorry, I love that guy. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. Such a cantankerous, evil robot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in this year, Darth Darth Vader's secret apprentice, right? Oh, right, right off the bat, it is a killer story. And the um, I don't know if you know him, but Sam Witwer, he's the voice for Star Killer and the likeness. He's a guy. Okay. He's an actor who is in um, Battlestar Galactica. Had a really okay. cool role in Battlestar Galactica, and then basically switched to being a Star Wars like f- franchise, you know, go to guy. Because I'm pretty sure he's also the voice to um, Darth Maul in a whole bunch of the cartoons. Oh, okay. So, like, like yeah, hands down, phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> game, phenomenal actors. Like this is that's probably the first time where the Star Wars games looked and felt really, really good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one uh that one's come up quite a bit. And actually uh you mentioned it, but Battlefront two has uh come oh, up quite a bit as well. Like so. the OG Battlefront two or the new one? Because they re uh, not remade I, those I games, know. but there's like the Battlefront series from like the early two thousands, like two thousand three or something like that. And then there's the Battlefront series that came out in like 2016 or something no like it'd, be, it'd be the original because it was like a ps2 game that's coming. yeah the original well, gotta be an original the original yeah. battlefront games are stellar like yeah i keep hearing that too i I'm, I'm excited to play more of these like every i'm I'm not like i know i've had the occasional person has been like oh you guys have covered too much star wars lately and i'm sorry if you feel that way because i listen if you're li- if, if you made it to the end of this episode and you're like i'm not a really big star wars fan i get it i was there until i'm, I'm maybe a thousand days into my star wars fandom but like yeah. I am, I am ride or die on this fucking horse now, and I gotta play more of the. Like I'm sorry to those of you that don't like the Star Wars game episodes, but like expect more of these 
because I'm doing more of these because I've got to until I find a dud Star Wars game, I'm going to keep going. I, and then oh, when man. I do find one, maybe that's what makes me from Annie into Darth Vader. I get that reference now and I'll fucking just go ape shit and just be a villain. Because, like maybe that'll be what turns me. But until then, I uh, I love Star Wars games. I'm a fucking Star Wars nerd. Fuck yeah. I guess I need to like stop wearing deodorant and stuff now. Yeah, give it up. That's... <laughs> Sorry, Hand it over. Hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, have you? Can you have anything else to say about this? Are we pretty good? Uh, it's not the deepest game in the world, but like, it's no, fun. it's pretty I, linear. I like it. It's it's fun. I like the they tried a lot. Like I said, it's it's a good stepping stone if you look at it like that. It holds a I'm special a li- place. I'm a little surprised. It uh, Maybe it's just because it's like a new, it was an early 64 game. But like, I'm a little bit surprised that it didn't have multiplayer, like a, a some kind of like battle game, like a, like a, a competitive mode, but really not the end of I the world. Did Was GoldenEye out already? Uh, I don't think so. I think GoldenEye was 97. Yeah. And that, that could be that this just was ahead of that just yeah you know, I, I think right. conceptually they probably just were like let's focus on making you know what i mean focus on what they were doing i don't yeah. think there was a good star wars multiplayer game like a battle you know like a deathmatch or anything like that till the jedi knight games right yeah and, I, and, I, and again like y'all know me I, I don't have any i don't have any friends anyway i don't really care like i wouldn't have played it but i was just a little like when i fired it up i was like oh wow it's not there's no multiplayer but mm-hmm. i just it's nice to finally talk about a game where i don't have to be like so tyler What's this one like to have friends? Like, it's nice to finally not be able to not have to do that and just be like, so, <laughs> yeah. this is so Tyler, the multiplayer. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice. Um, yeah. buddy, let's score this thing. So hey, we're going just, with it. Just before going... we score it, you said, no, hey, yeah. what's it like to have friends? No, it's what's it like to have ADHD and not be able to play by yourself. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, we're scoring it out of 30. That is the scale that we have come up with. So out of 30, what 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 number would you slap on uh, on the old uh, dash render? <laughs> uh, Lebo gets a thirty out of thirty. Dash oh, gets sorry, a twenty five. I, I lost you there, buddy. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Lebo gets a thirty Uh-oh. out of thirty, but Dash. Tyler, you can't hear no! me. No. Ah, uh, it still says I'm recording. Oh, you're back. You're back. Whew. Okay. I'm not even okay. gonna cut that out. You're back. All right. <laughs> I, now you all know time. what we go through. With... It was just me, like Tyler. Tyler. It's like oh Snape. yeah. Snake. Oh no, and and the recording's gonna be there with me being like, I'm saying it, you can hear me. <laughs> I can see the lines on the recording. My voice it's, is being picked here. up. I'm resonating. What um, uh what score are you giving it? <laughs> I'm giving Lebu a 30 out of 30, but Dash gets a 24. All right. 20? I have 20. I'm gonna give it a 20. That's fair. 20? All right. Yep. Two thirds. I don't know. I This is one of those ones that's so hard to to. It's so hard. No, it's so hard to grade it with when you have no nostalgia for it. Because I think yeah. the nostalgia would really help. I'll uh, I'll give it like a twenty. I'll give it twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty two. It's it's fine. It's there's yeah. better, but it's not yeah. terrible. I'm not like mad that I played it. I paid fifteen dollars for the cartridge, and I feel like it was fifteen dollars well spent. You know when it came out, it got runner up for game of the year. Do you know what Fuck. beat it? Do I'm going to guess Mario 64. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I cannot even begin to pretend. that. Yeah, and I don't even I, like Mario 64 that much, but there's no way. <laughs> as I'm reading, I'm like, Shadow of the Empire, the runner-up for Nintendo Game 64 of the year. Uh, Mario 64 is like, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. they're going to pick their freaking franchise main character. Yeah. <laughs> that Mario 64 game. People, uh, people might remember that game a little bit, but. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, no, it was good, um, buddy. Thanks for doing this. It's always fun talking, uh, talking with you. And uh, if people want to see your mustache or anything, where can they find it? Uh, so I got. I'm part of a group uh, on on uh, YouTube that we do a bunch of short films and stuff like that. Uh, it's called S Seven Six Two. There'll be a link, obviously. Yep. Um, we just had a short film come out called Imperfect Terrain. Uh, I think it came out like three months ago. We filmed it in 2019, but it's uh, it's the best thing we've done yet. And like the next two films get better. So that's that's one of those things like where a lot of the stuff that I've been doing with my buddy Martin, it's his film production company. Um, and I just help out because I have a extensive airsoft collection. So I'm like go to goon one through eight. Or occasionally he makes me the main guy and then kills me at the end, which is awesome. Mm. Um, but like the, I think we've done like six films so far. And the first ones, you know, he just got out of film school and just every time this films get subsequently better. So this one, we had a bunch of professional stunt guys. We were filming in Drumheller. It looks amazing. He got a whole bunch of uh, elements like a helicopter, like a little bird helicopter with mini guns. And like, it, lo- it looks fantastically. Like I said, it's the best one yet. And we've got other ones coming out in the next year that are going to be even better where we got like more professional stunt guys. We got tied in with these guys, uh, Brimstone Productions, who do a bunch of local stuff, but are like, I don't know, they're on Hulu or something like that. Like they they have stuff on on actual television. So it's like neat. It. We're kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty professional looking shit. Like I've watched some of it. I'm like, fuck me. This is like this is not remember the game. This is like good. <laughs> I, <you know. laughs> that's and, my, that'd, be my, that'd be my review on the dvd case five stars yeah. this isn't like my stuff this is good that'd be the and like, review and what we do uh game content as well like we've done uh an arma this it'll all be pc stuff because my buddy is a turbo pc guy and like niche pc games but we've done like a arma game uh you know homage or video or whatever and escape mm-hmm. from tarkov one um and we're doing one uh, based on the cult hit Stalker, which was like a early 2000s Ukrainian video game that like helps yes. spawn. The next one's coming like early next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks it, fucking awesome. Oh, phenomenal. And that, that yeah. game helped make, I, I don't know if it directly helped, but like bef- Fallout 3 came out after that. And Fallout before that game was like... Uh, over the top RPG yeah. style. Yeah. And yeah. after that game, it was very similar to Stalker. I don't know if the developers were directly like Bethesda, you know, because Fallout does also have elements of uh, Sky or um, uh, the Elder, is it Elder Scrolls? Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls, yeah. Elder yeah, Scrolls. the Elder Scrolls games. But like, I feel like the developers played Stalker and were like, ah, we could do this with a franchise. That's sick. Yeah. I, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if they did. That's like a huge, huge leap. But sure. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I I've never played a, a stalker, but like I have been stoked about Heart of Chernobyl since I first saw it. I was like, I have to play that when it comes out. It looks so oh, good. Man, those I'm games stoked. were phenomenal. They were really fun. I like it. Fuck, we could do this for like another hour. We gotta end this. This has been a long episode. Okay. Um, buddy, as always, great talking with you. And uh you and I were just talking off air. I, I think if the stars align, the next time you're on this show, uh, we'll be talking about a uh 
homicidal clown fighting a man dressed as a giant bat. That could be anything. I know. And we'll leave it like <laughs> that so nobody knows exactly what we're talking about. And uh, I, they might even fight in an asylum. But we're not going to give you any more. I don't oh, want to spoil it. You want another tie-in? Sure. Luke Skywalker voices the clown. Oh. And has forever. Like, But that's as far as... We're not telling you what the game is. That's as far as we're going. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> I don't be? know when that'll be. That'll be sometime <laughs> next year. We'll deal with that in the, in the new year. Um, buddy, happy holidays. Good talking to you. Thanks for doing this. No problem. That is going to do it for this week's episode. PBR, thank you so much for your generosity for sponsoring the episode and for your patience for waiting almost a year for your episode. I suck at my job. Of course, Tyler, thank you for giving me a call and talking shadows of the Empire. You guys can check out Tyler's YouTube shenanigans. They're not stupid prank videos. at the link in the description of this podcast. And uh, most of all, thank you to you. Whoever is listening to this, for listening to this show, I appreciate the support. I know there's a lot of retro gaming podcasts out there. And anytime someone takes a chance on mine, an angel gets its wings. I couldn't thank you more. So thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I don't have a lot to add. I guess I should quickly sneak in a couple of plugs. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game starts at $3 a month. Hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, plus tons of other perks. Best deal in the history of the universe. Check it out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash member the game. I really am trying to get on there three or four times a week right now. I think I'm actually going to start a Batman Arkham Asylum playthrough on there right away. I might play through that whole game on Twitch. So come on over there. Hit me with a follow. It's free. You'll know when I'm online. You can come by and uh, argue with me and tell me why it's at at or at ATSD or whatever the fuck. That'd be rad. Um, oh, I have a P.O. box. You can basically find everything I do at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. We do have a P.O. box there. Just send me a letter, a postcard. Let me know where you're listening. Uh, I am slow to write back, but I will eventually write back, I promise. And I think that's it. Molly? No, she's got nothing. That's everything. I'm going to thank some patrons and get the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. I will be back tomorrow for those patrons with my uh, Super Mario RPG remake review. And next week, we'll be back with Remember the Game 278. I think I have those numbers right. And if everything lines up, it'll be about Psychonauts, which I really released on the Xbox back in the day. Good game. Pretty cool game. Take it easy, everybody. I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers so long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I'd puke up every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So in reverse alphabetical order, a huge thank you to Zonko504, Zane Donovan, Zamatos, Zach Shepard, Youngster TK, Maverick, Wyatt the Surgeon, Roe, uh, who's not a surgeon, bro. Thank you very much. Wolf Magic 21, Wolfgang Darren, Wimp 15, Wilco, Wheel of Fish, West Gen Works for Me, VOS Rager, Tyler Bauer, Tyler Tunable Power, Triple Tornado, Tom Houlihan, Titan 420, Timothy Sabrisky, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Thomas Smith, Thomas Childs, this motherfucker, The Supreme Chozarizo, 
Theodore, the Fletchman, the Cardigan Wearing Wrestler, the Keegs, the Big Deal, Test Tickle, Ted Explosion, Stud Steel Smash, Storm Beagle, Steve Dalk, Squints, Squeak Nuts, Sour Goat Face, Solomon Solo, Slick Rick, Sleeper Hit, Scissorfish, Sharonic, Shoeboxers, Scott Brooks, Scary Terry, Sam Carpenter, Sabin, S, Ryan Whitcomb, Ryan Perry, Ryan Kinchin, Rush's Dog Walker, Roger Staubox Pool Cleaner, Robier, Rated X, Int, Randy Barrage, Raging Irish, Radioactive Man, Quiet Place Queen, Postman, Plow King, Fill Up My Mouth with Farts, Philip Ramsey, Phil Lencher, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nothing Could Possibly Go Wrong, No One Cares, Nicole Aldena, Nicola, Nick Creature, Nick Amos, Nerdy Hybrid, Neil Cooper, Nathan Tremblay, Musty Beetle, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Morgan, Mizuru, Mike Maloney, Mercury869, Mellow Yellow8787, Mega Mav, Max Sandin, Max Lagroom, Maverick Marty, Matt Zeus, Matt Babinu, Mark Sneed, Marcus Mendoza, Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Madame Nudesich, I don't know how to say that one. Lucas Valadez, Lucas Shalman, Shaman, Shaman, Shamoon. Sorry, Lucas. Lotus, Lord State Puffed, Lord Longrod Von Huge and Dom the Second, Liquor Like Luigi, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Leroy Westrich, Laces Out Dan, Kia Pup, Kevin Monroe, Kayach, Justin Blair, Just Car Pranks, Just a Fish, Juris Dr. Mario, Jordan, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Johnny Zubu 81, Johnny from Virginia, John Woodruff, John M. Watkins, Joe the Sandman, Joe Buck, Jay Callahan, Jimothy, Jeff Bergeron, James Juan Francesco, James Clark, Jameer Williams, It's That Nerd James, It's OG, Isaias, Itchy Nutsaru, I Cancel My Netflix to Afford This Shout out holmes hitchy poo hired goons who high plains drifter hega waffle guy who does things graham kennedy glue scappin gabe g9 psx general fury fuzzy 99 frosty feet 492 frosty bear fraser burns franklin badge flinny 123 faded sufferance fallen snow kiku eric hopewell eric james e-man trucker elijah burns elephant calves earl chugs a bed okay doug dorn doogie donnie the dude walter digital dave diablo spartan dead boys on the roof decoy man dbxj david schroeder david thompson dave mcgee darth skywalker Walter, Daniel, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dan Fuselman, or er, Colin Bollinger, Col Cody Thompson. Losing it now. Cody Richardson, Clockwork, Orange These Nuts, Chugger22, Christopher Britt, Kristen Gabriel, Chris Hill still hasn't finished Tears of the Kingdom, Chris Williams, Chris Flurry, Chicken Gizzards, Chevy Boy9211, Chaz Hammond. Cesar, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Captain Steve N, Can't Destroy Her, Cam Nelly 23, C-Spin, Find Me Bone Storm, or Go to Hell, Burt Macklin, Bula, Brian Richmond, Brandon DeZeba, Bobby Litton, B-Money, Blobby Rogers, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Because 19, Biddy, Billy and the Clonosaurus, Big the Cat, Big Daddy Randall, Benjamin Atkins, Beers of War, Beef Dingleberry, Beaver Boy, Bearded Bastard, Ballsack, Teabagger, Austin from Past and Present Player Podcast, Atrio Wormwood, A-Town, Archangel Otaku, Angry Ticks, Andy, Andy Hudson, Andrew Wright, Andre, all wrapped up in a soft warm flour tortilla. Alexander Camps, Alex Ramos, Alex R, Alex McIntyre, AJ McKirji, Adam's new personal assistant, Adam Martinet, Adam Galaxy still hasn't reviewed Mario Blank, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed D's Nuts Galaxy, Aaron Lawson, AB Killen, and a dude named Adam. That was a pretty good fucking batch of shoutouts. I, I almost tripped, but I got back up on my feet. Thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Talk to you on the next one. Goodbye. Fools. <laughs> Uh, oh shit.